Apparently, Sorry. whatever her age is. Go on. One more thing. Martian Brochure's float tree. Why weren't they in the article? Why was that? Uh, to be honest, I am going to talk about Shopee's point in a bit because I've had time to think on it. I agree. Oh, Estelle. Ah, uh, uh, wait. Estelle was, <laughs> <laughs> Estelle was not there either. Listen, child. Um, anyway, um, London is a melting pot of so many different places and it should become this one thing. Okay, Mabel. <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> Eden has left the room. Listen to the. <laughs> she sounds bare bored. <laughs> did you, you wait, wait, did you did you hear a voice shake at the end? That's for bro, isn't it? <laughs> you gotta rate the run, the run though. At least you did something different. It's you gotta rate that. Run, wait, we actually sounds like Lenny Henry. Is it recording? I forgot what I usually say. Oh, okay. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode. Wait, let me do that again. Yeah, do that again. Do that again. The yay wasn't there. The vim was not present. <laughs> it was not <laughs> present. The yay wasn't there. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Don't Alert the Stands. My name is Eads McKenzie, the unproblematic one, may I add, and I am here today with... Oh, he about to be problematic after this episode. You're here with Nick. And Chopin, who Brilliant. tells the truth. Uh, oh. It's just like that. Wow. Okay. And um, how are, how have your days been, guys? We good. It's the weekend. It's Friday. We film on a different day, so we good today. And let me assume Shop is okay. He's, yes. He's fine. I'm Did fine. you have a good week of work? It was good. It was cool. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was good. It I like the energy. It was matching fun. and everything. It was fun. It was good. And um, Eden's about to fly out. Okay, catching flights, not feelings, yeah, not so mermaids. Not yet. Nothing like that. Uh, we gonna continue this joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I am flying out tomorrow. Should be fun. Not much to say that. Happy birthday to Khalil in advance. Happy birthday, me. Happy birthday. Uh, Enjoy your trip. Should be a good trip. I haven't been on holiday for a while now. Actually, when did I last go on you holiday? You went to New York, yes, we didn't you? Ca- this did you? Uh, I went to Canada in August, innit? Oh, yeah, and New true. York. Canada and New York. Yeah, that's, that's true. Two countries in one. That's true, that's true. But yeah, it should be good. Looking forward to that. Going to listen to a different music. Actually, speaking of Amsterdam, is she from Amsterdam? Who? Um, the Somali girl. Uh, she makes bangers as well. How am actually going to Google this if I don't know her name? Can I just say, guys, the energy is on 100 today. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's because I'm annoyed at this barber. I, I just don't understand why you're annoyed. Bruv. Your hair looks lit. Like nah. the length. In it. Shopping, you know I'm what lying. it is? It's because I'm going with three other good looking guys and I can't be slacking. But you're not. Like my, I yay, walked in, my yay is but, but you didn't even say that you were annoyed at your haircut. I walked in and complimented you. Then you said you were annoyed. And you know I'm blunt. No, but you I, know I'm blunt. No, on the inside. You know I'm blunt. Yeah, so? On the inside. So I would have told you, oh, that, that mashup. I like, I would have said that, <laughs> that mashup, fam. It's a mashup like, trim. It's an L. It's an L. It's a big L. 
Wait, hold on. Let me find her name. One sec. Her name's Sherry. Oh. Have you heard of her? Yes, I have. She makes bangers. You'll like her music. Sherry? Yeah. With Sherry I'm going to edit this out, but... You don't like it? It's nothing special. It's not something special. It's a nice vibe, is what I'm saying. There's loads of nice vibes out there. Oh. <laughs> Can't take this nigga Alright what were we about to do Because I'm, I'm baffled now Right so we were just Talking about your holiday Ah my yes. holiday And happy birthday Khalil All that kind of stuff Cool So yeah um, Holiday I was going to say Obviously going to Amsterdam Mention Cherie Because she is Dutch um, Amazing artist I like her music But yeah Let's go to What we're listening to Or what we've been listening to During the week mm-hmm. This is Shoppe section So Shoppe Do your thing Right so this is gonna be quite a short and quick one for me, short and sweet even. Moye, moye. So <laughs> firstly, actually sh- where should I start? So I'm about to say three releases which I'm not totally in love with, but they have been listened to this week. So firstly we're gonna start with Neo who dropped her sophomore album, Saturn, last week. And before I go on, I will say, upon multiple listens, I can't eat my words. I didn't say it on wax here, but I have said to my friends Mm -hmm. and some co-workers that I just wasn't really feeling the album. Yeah. Aside from a few songs. But as you should, as a real music enthusiast, you should listen to things multiple times. And I can say it's actually better than my initial thoughts. I'm still not amazed I'm not wild and I definitely think everyone who's giving you like nine out of ten and five stars in all these publications you're lying but you know that's you but um, <laughs> it is um, it's a solid album and Ooh. I do think over time it will grow on me more and more it's but I just think it just took some time whereas her first album was just instant and I was like wow this is one of some of the best music I've heard in a long time my first album Incredible. I said this last week, it might be a grower. I said this. We didn't discuss it last week. We did at the party. Oh. Remember that short little, oh. that, that short little distance. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Oh yeah, everyone at the party wasn't yeah. feeling it either. I was like, so. it might be a grower. I got, you know. So that being said, but um, I just kind of feel with the album that um, it was a bit sleepy towards the end. And I kind of feel like um, the elements that we've grown and come to know about her have just kind of been stripped away and have kind of, I can see there's a real concerted effort to kind of make her a bit more poppy and palatable to the masses. Mm. Cause even with the first two singles, Another Lifetime and what's the one of Circled? Make It Out Alive. I think that's what it's yes. called. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't dislike, I didn't dislike them, but I was kind of like, eh. I was like, all right, call me wait for the album. And I heard the album, I'm just like, mm. but like I said, I can say now it definitely has. Um, You've listened to it more. Yeah, it's grown on me. Mm-hmm. But um, so that being said, my favorite songs are Gabriel. That's probably my favorite song. That is a nice song. That is an it's incredible nice song. And now I would say like, um, if you are a fan of Neo's first album, Gabriel's a song for you. Saturn with Quab. You're still checking out your trim. Sorry, but it's just not it. Anyway, continue. <sighs> so, second song, Saturn featuring Quabs, one of my favourite British artists. It's nice to hear his voice again. Can we talk about how Perfect Ruin was a very underrated music video? What was it um, underrated? I can't remember the video. Perfect Ruin? It's the one where he's walking through the snow and he's like... I can't remember what city it was. I, th- I think it's an American city. I'm not sure. But it was really, really... I need to watch that. It's I really don't remember the video. Send it in the group chat. I'll watch. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it in the group but, chat. Um, but check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. If you ever, 
and Drive and Disconnect. So that's Sineo. Um, secondly, we're going to go to Ray Black. How did I know this is... I knew it. I knew it. So... I knew it. Ray, oh, we don't know each other's listeners before we come here, by the way. Yeah, I, ju- I just knew he was going to say that. I just thought Ray Black. So Ray Black, she dropped what she's now terming a mixtape. It was originally deemed as an album, but I'm guessing some things have changed in the Island Record offices or in her team and they've decided to change mm-hmm. campaign. It's only eight records, isn't it? Hmm? Is it it's it's like, eight songs yeah eight songs that's not so, an album it's now a mixtape but this was she was supposed to release a debut album this year but I guess that just didn't happen for whatever reason I think the foundation just wasn't there oh and they're still not there because even the press from this mixtape hasn't been great no that's what I'm saying I just don't think she's in the place to optimally so, get the sales that she wants I'm just going to say this. I was very disappointed by this out this mixtape. Oh, really? Oh, so you're going to mention stuff that you're disappointed with as well? I've been listening to it, so... Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Wait, yeah. I thought you said it was good. No, someone at the party said it was good. No, no, I've, I distinctly really? recall Sharpay. I may have said I may have said certain songs were good because there are songs... So you like certain songs on yeah, the no, Yeah, the okay, songs that enough. I really like. And I'll probably get to that, so... Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm disappointed by the, by this project. The whole thing is And well. I'm not really surprised because, like I said, <clears> this, this, um, a few weeks ago I said, since she's been signed, there has been somewhat of a downward spiral in the quality of her music. Mm-hmm. I think so. Definitely. To be honest, Island Records really ain't it because they're not doing for Luke James what I want him to do anyway, although that's the US counterpart, but I just haven't seen Island Records do a lot for me in the last couple but of years. But I blame Luke James for Luke James though. It's not totally up to his label. Of course not, but right. I just say the fact it does have an I'm sorry, Luke it James. does have it it does have an impact on certain things. At one point you can't say that because Luke James, you were in one of the biggest movies, T V movies of last year, mm-hmm. New Edition Biopic. Mm-hmm. You're now in a hit T V show. Yeah. How have you not at all throughout this time leveraged this visibility you have mm. and not released a project? Well do you know do you, you know released what it two is? singles, which I love by the way, mm. Drip and These Arms. I fucking love those yeah. songs, but they were so spaced out. Drip came out last August. Do you know what it is? I think it is to do with his contract with um the show. Lee Daniel as I said, I but said even this a couple of weeks Star. ago. I know, before Star, even that's before totally Star. him. That is totally him. But I'll say and after Star I think there's something with the contracts because even how Ryan Destiny's had to release is it's dodgy. It's dodgy. And I don't think that they're allowed to release at certain times and stuff, hence the gaps and stuff like that. I think there's a lot in the contracts that Ryan has hinted at on The Breakfast Club. Go watch our interview, guys. That um, And everyone on Empire as well hinted at the same kind of thing a couple of years back about the release schedules and what you're allowed to do, what you can't. But yeah, Luke James has enough visibility to at least release the EP at this exactly point. Exactly, I'm saying. At like least. an EP, mm, a mix yeah. of, or at least go on the road. Yeah. Like, but you've literally just- He's such a good vocalist. And whenever he has moments, he does captivate an audience enough to gain traction because of those performances. Yeah. So he's, oh, he's such an underrated vocalist. And the thing that vocalist. irritates me is- So annoying. Judging by these last two singles, mm. I feel like when he eventually does drop a project, yeah. it's going to be the project I've always wanted from him. Because mm-hmm. I did, like those singles were good this year i did like the single wasn't there two no it was one was one released late last year then one was released drip came out last august oh shit yeah, and yeah, these yeah. arms came out around may of this yeah, year yeah, yeah. And that's yeah one came out like early summer yeah that and that one. was yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i loved his first album <sighs> but all luke james fans know oh i love his first album too but all luke james fans know that his as of now his current magnum opus is the whispers in the dark mixtape which came out in 20 yes 13 2012 that is an incredible mixtape guys it check is, it out yeah. and i've always said 
In fact, back before I even get into that, when he first came out, he was being pegged as like, you know, an Eric Benet, yeah. a D'Angelo, mm-hmm. very much in that kind of lane. lane. But then the music didn't really reflect that. They were, really, they were clearly trying to, you know, make him, okay, you got to compete with the Chris Browns and the Trey yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did like Sex this. Appeal, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I did like those songs. But like I said, this guy is an Eric, like, yeah, he is like- World-class vocalist. He's an Eric Benet, he's a D'Angelo, yeah. he's an Eric Robeson, yeah. he's that yeah. kind of artist. R&B. You know, Marvin Gaye, Curtis yeah. Mayfield, that is what I see for him. Yeah. And I, he sees it for himself. He does, and he's inspired by yeah. all of those names. And it's coming out much more vividly now mm-hmm. in the new releases. So Drip, oh, I fucking loved that song. Mm. Love that song. Yeah. Great video too. Mm-hmm. These Arms, I love that song. But anyway, gonna go back now. Sorry, Sorry. Ray Black. Ray Black. <laughs> Flip it. So um, I'm disappointed in, in the people i'm not surprised because like i said ever since she got signed i've just not been um jumping for joy at these releases like i said like doing me was just an emily sande reject no not a bad song but it's just not what i want from ray black the girl who gave me not your girl the have a sham ep who gave me 50 50 that's not what i want and i don't think that's what that's not what, how she was sold to us as. We already have Emily Sande. We already have these pop soul X Factor, Rebecca Ferguson kind of acts like, no, thanks. So um, I just feel like the song is just underwhelming. And like, even aside from my grip, grab about Sonics, it's just like the songs themselves just aren't like, you know, they're not standouts. So I just like, I just want so much better for Ray Black. I mm-hmm. want so much. But that being said, there are some songs I did really like. So the songs I really loved was a song called Mama, Got My Own, and the lead single, Empress. And I'm just saying any of these would have been a better lead single than Run Run. Well, Run Run shouldn't have been on the EP anyway, but yeah, but Ray Black. So, so you like about half the project, yeah. roughly. The other four songs, five songs were very forgettable to me. Okay. And I just, there's even one song I was just like, Ray Black, why are you doing this? <laughs> I'm like, why? <sighs> these these productions, these Fraser T. Smith, like just subpar standard pop urban tracks. Like that's not who you are. So guys, Shop is killing me tonight. That's very black. <laughs> I just want so oh, much better for her. And I and like this is why I want She be, is a really good artist. That's why I want to be in A and R because I I just know the perfect producers yeah. I'd pair her with. Yeah. I know the perfect songwriters I'd pair her with, both here and stateside. Do you know what? It's hard though. It is hard being at A and R because I've seen do you know what I have seen a lot of discussion on um the social interweb with these discussions, which we're gonna get to later, but with A and R's involved and blaming the A and R's and I'm I'm like you know, especially in this UK market, they are under a lot of pressure. I'm not caping for A&Rs. They need to fight to change the narrative together. But these label bosses, they don't know what they're talking about. These execs, all of that kind of stuff, who control the A&Rs and who they have to get the budget from and who they have to get the approvals for. I think in the UK, there is just a very um, pigeonholed viewpoint on what's going to sell, what's not, especially a Ray Black. For the fact that she's even signed is a testament, number one, um, being a dark-skinned woman um, in the UK. And number two, the way they are going to pick her is these narratives, these Rebecca Ferguson's, these Emily Sandes, because that's all they know. That's all they know. But ironically, the women that are singing these songs aren't darker skinned. The women, the women that mm. Shoppe actually mentioned. So maybe they should go and delve into the US archives, the former UK archives, Beverly Knights, etc., and maybe just actually pen something for um, Ray Black or get the people to pen and produce the records, which actually she wants to record because you can tell, like Shoppe says, 
this isn't an era that felt, if it even was an era, that felt like a Ray Black. She she wasn't as passionate as me and actually Chope saw her perform at um the end the of Notion, Notion End magazine. of Summer Party, yeah. Um magazine end of summer party back in October, late September, um one of them months. And although she can perform her socks off, she always does, she always sells it. Um, you could feel that it wasn't really her. Like you could feel that there was a lack of passion there in terms of I don't believe about her. her craft. Yes, the believability I don't believe the songs and I don't believe she And you know, part, it's just a disc, it's a big issue in the UK with like um, understanding black people in general, but specifically black women. We've mentioned this how many times on the show. Um, it's why Alexandra Burke's not here today, um, or she's on theatre. She's having a very good theatre career, she is. But, um, Man says it's, it's why she's not, not here today. Why she's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I was actually a huge fan of Alexandra, Alexandra Burke. Burke. Is, is still living. No. <laughs> guys, lot, I mean, here today in the music business, guys. Well, like, she, she dropped an album this year. Did you support it? I listen to all her projects. The ones that I came out this year? Yes, I listen to all her projects. I listen to every single one. The one that came to... out in March? Yes. On I Mother's Day? All... It was a shit project, okay. but I listened to it. I didn't even know about it. It was a shit project because it released under Decca Records, which is some white old man label. Oof. But um, no, it was shit. But I want Alexandra Burke to do better. So she is not here. She is not here she's with us though. today in the music business. She's, she's not. But um, but yeah, um, they don't understand black yeah. women. They need to listen to them more. And I know Ray Black knows exactly what she wants for us down. And I know she mm. can give them a whole list of people that she wants to work with. And I know she's um, casting up people behind the scenes. 100%. And she knows exactly what she wants. So um, yeah. And I don't understand why they do this. And then they're surprised it doesn't sell. Because... I don't know where it's charted this Even this if they week. gave her four songs that she really wanted, four out of the whole thing and then four whatever, she could have she mm. could have sold the project on them. Mm. One, two, you know, a single that could have been. And the I don't best understand, thing, like you know. she started blowing up on the basis of songs like Chill Out, Patience. That's what I'm saying. So why aren't the projects reflecting those songs? Why do you think, you know what, oh what? You know what, let's water you down. You know, let's not put seasoning on your on your music. And they always do this. Like Yeah. Shop it, this is why you should be an A and R. Mm. Well, God will yeah. But yeah, it is hard once you get in the infrastructure to change it. That's all I would say. So I'm not going to blame A&Rs completely, but it's a top-down initiative. Who, who that do we blame then? The execs, to be honest, in the kind of whitewashed labels in the UK, mm. I'd say. Um, there is some progress. There have been some A&R, um, sorry, execs in the past. Re- only one or two in this country, which have been off-colour, of black, black, black. Um, but... Um, Generally, I just think that it's a whitewash industry and that is in the UK and US. US is more, there's more subsidiaries, there's more people that own or that are in the ecosystem of labels that are black so they can push the narrative a bit more mm. in certain states where you can go to to get what and you need. And there's a most, there's a, a mass amount of lanes you can go Exactly, there's so many sub, and there's legacies, there's, there's genres with legacy and there's genres with progress. And Whereas in the UK, you're either the top 40 or you're underground. Yeah. That's it. It's very, it's very That's linear. It. It's very linear and it's very um, it's compartmentalized. Top down. That's it. Yeah. And it's very Kensington, you know, even Kensington is where all the labels are and all that yep. kind of areas there. Even that, that says, that says it all, doesn't yep. it? Kensington. Mm. That's it. And, you know, even the big guns um, like Sony Universal. So even all these little, la- saying, all, the, all these little labels you think, you know, that under Sony or Universal. They are. They are. Half of these subsidiaries have contracts entangled with them. With, so like Relentless, yeah. Ministry of Sound, oh, yeah. Yeah. Black Butter, yeah. Yeah. Um, Positiva. Mm-hmm. These are all under a Sony under or, a certain a, or a Universal. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that's Ray Black. Sorry, your suggestions. And lastly, so 
um, my good friend Tadola Sign and his um, his mate oh, Jeremiah. Oh, you, oh, you, you played that. Yeah, oh, Tadola okay. Sign is one of my favorites. Right. He's one of mine too. By the way, Tadola Sign will always now. get love for me. Not person. So he now. dropped this joint album, which apparently was anticipated for many years. I was anticipating it personally. I was just it was rock- anticipated for many years. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would have just I rather. That. I would have rathered another Tadola Sign album or EP, but you know, was it Eden? Was it anticipated for many years? I don't think it was anticipated for any. I mean, I think I think Tidola side was anticipated for many years, but the other nigga, I don't know. Well, care about Jeremiah? Yeah, cares about Jeremiah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he has one good project. So they released their joint project called My Tie last week. Isn't it Mighty? That's what I thought it was supposed to be pronounced. I thought it was My Tie as in like as a pun on the drink. Yeah, but I when I'm thinking about it, it might make sense that it was Mighty, but it might be My Tie. I don't know. Uh, Who cares? Oh wait, it does make sense because the picture is a girl with a Mighty. Okay. Well, so that came out. Anyway, rip it to shreds, like I know you will. No, I'm not. Well, it's gonna be. Please do because. So, fucking you tonight is a banger. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Fucking You Tonight is a banger. So that's one song I will play. FYT. Is that on the album? Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that one then. I saved five songs on Spotify and it wasn't wasn't that one. Oh, there's some niggas taking part in No Not November so it's they the one... can't play that song. They <laughs> <laughs> can't play that song if you're taking part in No Not November. Sorry. Well, um, so I was, definitely, I was definitely in no rush to listen to this project. <laughs> first of all, I'll just anyway. say that. But you know... Around Tuesday, you know, I was at work, you know, and I was like, you know, let me see what this is saying. Let me see what this this album is saying. And we've all heard the light. That was the lead single. Mm-hmm. Heard that. Um, which samples the um, Major Blige's Love No Limit remix. Love that song. And I, I, I love that song. Great song. Then they asked, I heard the rest of the songs. I'm just like, mm, this is exactly what I thought this album was going to be. Just very mm-hmm. predictable. Radio friendly. DJ Mustard Jason. Mustard on that beat, ho. Sex bangers and ancient nigga music. So... It's exactly. Wait, are you saying no. ain't shit or ancient? Ain't shit. Ain't oh, I, I thought you'd been saying ancient this entire yeah. time. Like, because I was like, which one? Because it, it, it makes sense both ways. Because <laughs> I, be that's why it. I was like, what is that? No. <laughs> so ain't shit. Ain't shit. Nigga music. I thought it was ancient. Oh, okay, that's cool. that's the music they're making. <laughs> and um, I'm dead. And um, yeah, I just like, this is very predictable, very standard. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Nothing was like, oh, was expecting this, this, oh, switch, oh, swerve. No, nothing, none of that. I was like, yeah, next song, yep. Yeah. Okay, cool song, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> like the Chris Brown song with Wiz Khalifa. I heard them like, of course, Chris Brown's on the album. Of course, Chris Brown's on the album. Of course, Chris Brown's on the album. Twice. Oh, twice? twice? Yeah, he's on two different twice. songs. Okay. Well, so yeah. Definitely not playing that. So <laughs> I li- I did like five songs, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to be playing it for the rest of the year. I may like go back to it randomly in March or something. But so yeah, my favorite songs were- Oh, hold on. No, once. Nah, yeah, I thought- Why did I see two songs? Oh, it's one on it once, Surrounded. Yeah. That's actually not a bad song. No, that's one of the ones I didn't like. That's not actually, that's not a terrible so, song. I like five songs. Six, the other six can go. I don't know what they were. But the, my top three were The Light, New Level- and these days so yeah that was my listens for we got there in the end and i just want to clarify that i've made it may have sounded harsh but Nao's album has grown on me i just want to clarify that i don't know if it came across like i was bashing Nao. no 
no, 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 you're cool. No, that's you actually laid out good print principles. We need to stop just listening to one play and going, it's a dub or this is this or that. It's a, you know what I mean? But even saying that, if you did want to dub her, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, but, because I know because I love Neo and yeah, she's great. That's why it upset me when I initially was like, what the fuck is this? No, but that's one of the reasons that I personally started the podcast because the reason that I thought, well, we all came to the idea that it should be called Down Like The Stands is because music at the moment is so controlled by stan opinion. Like if you say anything wrong about an artist, people will come group out and be thing, like, group thing. no, let's force this opinion on this yeah. person. It's fine to mm. just be like, And I've been seeing on Twitter, people will be gassing up this album. And oh. I'm just like, this, this no, album. It's, this. Because, it's because we the really Jeremiah want her to do well though. No, no, are you talking about Neo? Oh, Neo. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, we had a different Twitter to you. Nick said anyway. this. <laughs> Pardon? Nick said this. This? Oh, oh. Anyway. oh, no, we all feel the same collectively as a community, as a culture about that Tadona Sign album. Yeah. We all feel the same. Yeah, yeah. It you need needed. to come harder with what he releases next because you got, you're got you not a cat with nine lives. I want to anyway. see the streaming numbers. I was surprised by how many, um, you know with Spotify, you can see how many people subscribe to the artist. Yeah. I was surprised when it was coming out how many people were actually on it. It was like two million. Oh. I was surprised by that. Well, they're both quite... Um, Jeremiah. In in terms of like people who listen to just urban music, just army music, people a lot of people do fuck with Jeremiah. Yeah, and his late nights did quite well for him. His late nights did. And oh yeah, now he has that that project was solid. No people fuck really. People fuck with Jeremiah. The late nights. People fuck with Jeremiah. That's a vibe that had we. Give no fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a couple yeah. singles. And like, let's not forget, well he'd be writing, then. he'd be penning these tracks for other artists mm-hmm. too. He'd be mm-hmm. out here. He, he, Behind the scenes. Like, he out here, he, he, I will he'd be say writing. He's a, he is talented, so he's a writer. A great like, writer. Yeah. A great like producer. a great writer, but you know, tour management and mm. obviously certain singles right Personality. now. Personality. Yeah. He's feeling himself in it because he got put on and then people gassed him. But you haven't had a hit in how Wait, who else is, who's next? So that is my list. Eden, you can go next. Shane, talk too much. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay, uh, so for me, what have I been listening to this week? I mean, Vince Staples. Well, no, I, I, can't, I, I saw something. And I was like, let me talk about that. So I've been listening to Beat Tape 2 by Tom Mish. Oh, my guy. Love, love that. that EP? Is that an album? I'll the album, sorry. I love that album. Um, just, it's a good travel listen. Uh, my favorite track on it is In the Midst of It All. Uh, probably second would be the song with Loyal Kana, which is Nightgowns, and then the Jordan Rakai song, Wake, Wake Up, Up This, this day. day. Oh my God, sorry to interrupt, but I just need to say, when that song came out, I rinsed the hell <laughs> of that song. And Dying. I, I was blessed to see Jordan Rakai at Field Day Festival earlier this year, amazing Amazing, one of my favorite sets I've seen this year. He was incredible. He did that song, and I literally just put my hands up in praise and worship. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that song. Shope, this uh, visual right praise now. And I'm about worship. to walk out the room. <laughs> like, stop making me laugh. Like, stop. I love that song. But man. yeah, great album. Um, I'm liking the fact that Tom Mish is growing as an artist. He just used to be kind of like a beat producer. Very before. organically as well. I have to say his rise is very organic. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel engineered and too fast. Like I, I like old school rises. I yeah. like watching the underdog just, you but know. He's also still got that fame appeal to him because as Kadeem said last episode, yeah. like he walked into... Um, very relatable, very... Um, size, size. size he was yeah, like walking yeah. size and he was just like he knew who he was but at the yeah. same time he didn't know who he was it's like low key flex like yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. got a local mm. you know it's cool I like artists like that yeah and that's that whole section like Lil Kana 
Jordan Rakai yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like some relatable. Yeah, no, but they can walk into places and just yeah. people don't know who they are. Yeah. But if you hear their music, they're yeah, Lil Kana, yeah. Mm. You, could have have a, you could have a genuine conversation with them and like it's not, yeah. it's not like oh my god, like no, Lil Kana definitely. Maybe not. I feel like people will know who he is. No, what? Well, I sorry. Once again. So when I saw Lil Kano at Afropunk two years ago, so maybe that's why I'm saying this, it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after, I, so after his set, he was like at the festival, mm. just chilling, walking around, going to the different sets. And did you say um, Mahalia was like that as well? Like there no, was Georgia some, Smith. Oh, Georgia, Georgia was yeah, Georgia. So Afropunk two years Stop ago. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. We'll get into another episode. Stop so, it. yeah, well, when I went to Afropunk two years ago, George Smith and Lil Kana were just walking around, chilling, eating their food, drinking, watching other sets as right. if they were. I like that though about uh, like you know catch yeah. a vibe. I mean, Lil had a cheeky five minute chat, you know. Shoppe there with the exclusive. Yes. What did you ask him? I can't remember. I was huh. I was inebriated. Um, <laughs> Listen, he studied English at uni, guys. So, inebriated. I but love that. Um, yeah, no, really a cheeky one. little chat. And I just said Georgia oh, nice performance. That was that's what I said to her. Yeah, that's all. You said I watched it. That's a nice performance. Oh, I thought you said I watched your performance. And that's it. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is something you would say though. You just walk up to her like oh, I watched your performance, and she just feel like like yeah. Guys, and- what's the guy's name with? Oh no, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm reading stuff. Sorry, go. Um, but I'm mean, back to you, Eden. So yeah, Beats Tape Two, Tom Mish, and then there is another album by Jesse James Solomon called Strata. I've been listening to that. There's a lot of, sorry, I've been listening to that. Sorry. The, the song I'd probably recommend, let me start that again, sorry. So I've been listening to an album by Jesse James Solomon called Strata. The songs I would recommend on that is Never Knew Me. You know, the way that I categorize a good song, this is me personally. Yeah. If I finish a song and I'm like, I wish I wrote that or I produced it yeah. or I like, I was on the track, then I know it's a good song. Mm. And Never Knew Me is one of those songs that I wish that I was, well, I could write or I was capable of writing. Mm. Um, and I just feel like this whole album is slightly different to the, the sound that's currently out there. I love different sounds. Like, yeah. just, like, just, like, you can tell they really wanted to make that project if it's yeah. like a, their own encompassed sound and influence and stuff. Very self-contained. It feels yes, very, that's the word, it self-contained, feels very, very exactly. authentic as well. Um, but, and Jesse J, J Jesse J? Uh, sorry, Jesse James Solomon. Um, he's been on the rise for quite a while. I remember his SoundCloud yeah. days. Um, he had a he had a mixtape called Jesse from Essie, um, Southeast, mm. um, which was actually alright. But I can't remember all the tracks on it. But yeah, check it out. Strata S T R A T A. That's a really that's good, a really good EP. Really yep. good EP. Really good EP. Songs I'd recommend: Under the Sun, Never Knew Me, and beneath the glow oh beneath the glow is a banger it's literally six songs on the album and it's really really good and lastly what else do i have for you guys oh i want to talk about jacques uh, oh we came back yeah okay. so i listened to 40 what is it 4275 yeah that's it so i've been listening to 4275 but not the whole album just literally one song so deep session guys so listen to a song called 23 I love that song. That's, that's the only song, song I like on the album. On that album to that's a really good song. And the lyrics are hit. essentially, he's 23, living his life single, enjoying his life. That is literally always, doesn't need a relationship, etc., etc. And I've just been listening to that a lot lately, kind of relating to it and like separating myself from the whole dating scene and stuff like that right now, like just focusing on my life. Yes, just focusing on my life. <laughs> Um, and I just I'll think, let him have it guys I'll let him have it no but like legit like 
I just think that it's very important to take time away from yourself and just like enjoy your age and be mm-hmm. your age. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. this song in particular, mm-hmm. can you guys stop it? Yeah. And this song in particular. I'm listening, Eden. I'm just saying at 23, I understand what he's trying to say. Like he's like at 23, I don't need a relationship. I'm enjoying being that's single. That's more my vibe than yours, but okay. No, no, he's enjoying being single. I'm he enjoying, enjoying being, being single. Wrong he enjoying being single. You know, oceans. Man. Can you stop this gender, bro? <laughs> Every day. No, guys, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Every he's, day. He's oh, living. <laughs> Every day, <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. No, <laughs> do you know what? He no, no, no. Real tip, real tip. He's enjoying his life. He's single. He's 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 just doing his thing. I'm just living my life living, right now. He's living. About to go to Amsterdam, you know. Anyway, we don't need any of that. <laughs> Hope we don't smoke. No, you know? I don't know all of that. Um, but yeah, twenty twenty three, Jacquees. Check it out. Um, if you're twenty three, you might relate to it. It's, or if you're just trying to figure like being Shit single out. and stuff like that, check it out. Good song. It's just a fun song. Don't expect anything grand. It's like jacquees at the end of the day so yeah that's me nick (laughs) okay didn't know we were gonna get like that anyway uh, guys don't expect anything grand wow (laughs) shop is that a word (laughs) wait what did you say was a word the other day um oh i will not fuck you the fuck off yeah (laughs) Wait, you said that again? Was it? No, I feel like it was, 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 that, was that you? That was me. It was oh. Lana Del Rey. I will not fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, music. music. <laughs> I don't know what the energy is today, but I just keep laughing. Anyway, guys, you know me. You know I love Canada. So we're back there. We are back. This EP was a couple years back for me. Um, 2015, actually, when I was like on SoundCloud every night instead of facing my books at uni <laughs> just staying up with the incense and shit till like four in the morning just playing soundcloud and one of these girls came up and she she's just dope she really is um her name is jade ink and i've been playing this ep yeah jade ink holy water no she got loads of projects but it might be holy water holy no Mom. but one of the songs on there is like a banger called holy water i love her music she's dope so she's got this whole kind of um mysterious vibe to her like the songs to take you into her universe it's kind of like the productions really intertwined well with her voice um she's got a really oh, wait, nice no, she doesn't. it's not her oh but i've heard of her before yeah she's got a really nice vocal um i'll spell her name out just so before i forget so it's jade spelled j-a-y-d and then just ink how you spell ink um the project i'm listening to was obviously 2015 as i said r&b driven and it's called invitation only it's only five songs 17 oh, minutes that's how i know of her okay yeah, and yeah. um yeah this project is fucking fire like literally it takes you into our world through galaxy which is the first track which is one of my favorite songs on the project and you will not press stop. Like the songs intertwine into each other very well. She's got a kind of like a Janae Aiko effect in terms of once you press play, you will be locked into the project. Um, if it's one of her good projects, you know, um, you know, Janae's got good and bad projects. Um, but Wait, come again. I don't like all of her projects. What? I don't, I don't, what? I didn't like the debut album. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I liked her EP. All her EPs are fire and all that and shit. And Trip was great. Yeah, yeah, Trip, yeah, Trip's cool. Even, yeah, Trip had a different and vibe to Shofi, it too. Do you know what I like about you? 2088 was banging too. Do you know what I like about Shofi? What? When it comes to music, Shofi doesn't go, do you like this He album? just tells, this, this goes, is my opinion. Goes, <laughs> and this is what it's <laughs> going to be. He was like, okay. Shofi was like, 
Trip was great. Yeah. It's not even, did you like Trip yeah. or what do you think of listen, Trip? Listen. Trip can, was great. Listen, he's lucky I like Trip. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, but you know what? Janae's, Janae's got a solid, you know, I have to. She's got a very solid I've her in the past, the live performances, but you know, the, the projects, you know, she, yeah. except for one bump in the road, she's got, she's she's got, got a, a nice, very solid catalog. She does. And if you're into that trippy, vibey, you're, you're going to like her. So yeah, J, um, Jade Inc. It's not exactly trippy, vibey, but the point I was comparing is the transitions into songs. Very well done. Not many artists can do that. There's some fillers on a lot of R&B acts um, pro- projects, Oof. you know, some of these singers out here, male and female. Mm. Um, but with Jade Inc., you literally just press play on this one and you're in a vibe. If you need a 17 minute on the way to work, last leg of the trip, listen to it. Like you will be in a vibe. I don't know where she's disappeared to. She was signed to her own imprint called Jade Inc., obviously. But um, it's unfortunate. I haven't heard of her in years. I think she released one single this year, but she just hasn't been really consistent. I hope she hasn't given up on the dream because she really does have something special. Um, so go support that. Go should give her the streams, all of that. It's on all stream platforms as well, not just SoundCloud. So that's Jading. That's the Canadian of the week. I might start a little Canadian series because I keep talking about them. But um, yeah, we'll jump to the UK now, show them some love. I don't know if I've mentioned this kid before. If I have, kill me. But I'm just going to say this song again. But like Jelani Blackman, his name is, um, he is signed to Virgin, um, EMI. Don't know what the fuck they're doing with his career because he's released three EPs over the course of three years or he's about to release his third this year. So consecutively since 2016, he's released the EP each year. And where's the buzz? Because I don't see it. And this guy is one of the most talented people in the country right now in terms of rappers in the rap scene. Like he's not just doing the typical rapping, he's doing alternative rap, mixing it with a bit of R&B here, a bit of like, he's got another project actually, which is not what I'm gonna talk about today, but I'm gonna put it on for you guys. It's called Five to Eight, only four songs, 14 minutes. You will not stop again. It's one of them ones, you will not stop. It's like their one continuous song. The effect kind of like Pusha T had this year with Daytona, like you can just listen to it as one. But this, is in preparation for his Lockjaw EP. The song is the title track, Lockjaw. It's really experimental. It's kind of like, I was talking about this on Twitter. You know how Vince Staples, well, you wouldn't because you didn't give him the love. Vince Staples' last project, yeah, Big Fish Theory. Um, Amazing project and he was experimental. So he took hip hop and rap and made it unconventional. He went into house. He went into so many different types of um, genres around different scenes as well. Even some UK influence here as well. We got to give um, props to Azealia Banks though for that. For what? Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, of that course. album reminds me Azale- of yeah, no, I, I could see her on a feature. So I actually much. said this well, last they would, year. They would be great, they on, a would be great on a song together. Like they would. So yeah, AB, Azalea Banks always been in that world. But Vince Staples to do that, I think was great as well. Um, a more, a mainstream label signed act for him mm. to do that was different. And I know Def Jam are not the biggest fans of allowing releases that are more alternative. You know what happened to Big Crit? Um, Big yeah, um, yeah, all of them, man, there. So, um, yeah, I, I I love that he released that. But back to this project, it reminds me of that in experimental terms. The UK is very, in terms of what's the quote unquote urban, I hate that word, but you'll understand what I mean. The urban rap, R&B, C, is R&B even, but rap, hip hop, Afro swing, all of that right now. 
very typical. You'll get your very typical songs, which very we'll talk about later. Very homogenized, very boring, very monotonous, whatever, which we'll get to later. But it's allegedly but, um, the golden age, according to one girl. Okay, so. we'll talk about that later because we're going to our Guardian. We are going to Guardian. <laughs> Stay locked in. Um, but yes, Jelani Blackman, Lockjaw. This song is dope, experimental, and I cannot wait for what he's got on the EP because he released a single before that. Um, called Go Low as well, which is experimental as well. So if you love an experimental rapper, go and listen to Jelani Blackman. It is spelled J-E-L-A-N-I and then black man, all one word. And you will get to hear the gems. Last one I'm going to give you for this week. I am qualified to talk about it because I listen to it all day. Hers EP. Now the other two aren't the biggest fans of the project Excuse in the room me? right now. I told you listen to it a second time. No, I know, I know you're but you're not the biggest fan of it. That, that's fair I said to I say. Liked it. That's fair. No, but you you didn't love it. Do you know what I mean? You didn't love it. But um, yeah, it's, it, it does. It's not. It's not even love or hate. You know, he liked it. Shopee liked it. Eden was not. A, it's big, it's bigger fan of Shopee. But um, yeah, I will shout out two of the songs on this EP because I still got to get to know the rest of the EP, but these two songs were on play. And me too. All Ross Clark twice. day, okay? Since 12 from when it released in the UK to now the time is 10, okay? I've been playing the song. Obviously me and the guys been talking, but before that, been playing the songs so these songs if you ain't looked at the track list are fate number seven and lord is coming number eight now mm. what i love mm. on fate what i love about the whole ep is that she's actually very um experimental in her approach on this ep in terms of that it's very acoustic heavy it is very nightish driven in terms of that and she's very she's got her lauren hill thing going on on the last song um, in certain ways and I think she's she's definitely done something different which some I've seen people on social media talking about they don't like um, but no I liked that element. but I liked it I think I, really I think it that. showed me it showed me now because she is a ballad artist yeah people think that you can't diversify how you're doing ballads she has clearly proven there are some fillers me and Chopin discussed there are a few fillers but she has proven that she can do acoustic driven music and sonic studio driven music. Yeah, that's two different types of um, ballad, you know, and, type, and her vocal kind of um, capabilities have been risen throughout the projects. For me, she's shown more and her live performances this year. So Fate really just, her tone on that song was so rich, so clear, so crisp. I was just like, she even reminded me in places of Jojo, like the, the runs and mm. stuff like that. I get Jojo a lot in her tone mm. and what she sounds like. And I, mm. I was like, who is this singer that I'm remembering? And then ironically, Jojo's in the studio because she got another project coming next year. So I'm really excited about that. You know, our dark white friend, Jojo, dark <laughs> white yeah. queen, you know, jo anyway. Joanna Jojo Levesque. Yeah. You are one you know a one in a million yeah one in a million one in a you million know. anyway saw a picture of her I was like it's Jojo you know I went back to her album she released recently under Atlantic and I was like it's, it's Jojo that's who hers reminded me of tone wise now vocal capabilities wise we don't know if they can match each other oh right Jojo's now. a beast yeah Jojo's it's this is what beast. I'm saying it's hard to match a Jojo Jojo's but a um, beast. her can definitely sing Right, she can sing, and I've been to her show this year. She actually like holds to, back. Though. She does, and that's what we discussed earlier this week, actually on the um, on Twitter and stuff like that. I did discuss that. I think she's I feel holding like back. Her holds back. She is holding back, and I think she's keeping it for a special reason. I think she doesn't want to show too much too soon. But I think on this debut album that is coming next year, hopefully we pray. What is he this year? Did you say next year? Oh. We pray. 
No more EPs. Can't be this year, Shala. Can't be. Anyway, next year, we need to hear what's in your arsenal. We need to hear because these other R&B girls, you're in a different lane right now. You're in a different lane. And you need to you need to solidify that with its debut album. Um, yeah, no more EPs though. No more and EPs. I did say this out loud, but her, you proved, you proved to me on both these tracks, you know, that you are different to these R&B girls out right now. The typical, it's a vibe. You started that way, it's a vibe, but you, you've evolved. Um, no, but you think like that's a bad thing though? No, but I just think some of these R&B girls, it's just become a bit generic. But a lot of, of those girls don't have girls. a voice though. No, that's what I'm saying. Her, that's what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Her's in a different lane to some of these lasses. So we need to treat yourself like you're in a different lane. Because we can lane. separate her. It stands out from the pattern that. Of course, she she does. She can sing. Yeah, and the different. I think the experimentation. And, I and she's not think... afraid. She's not afraid. This is what I'm saying. She's not afraid to do acoustic. She's not afraid to go old school with it. And the thing that she done on the last song, um, Lord yes. is coming, was was old school too. And it's a risk with a brand like her, a new artist starting out. It's a risk to do these old school kind of methods because. Our generation don't fuck with that. Well, we clearly do with her, but we don't fuck with that on a mainstream level now. And I think I love what she's she doing. She really in got into her well. indie re bag. She did, and I was just people. like, I was like, her, you're a bit corny with this talking on the song sometimes, but I'm no, gonna I let just, you rock. With, I'm gonna let I you rock with it. it. No, this is what I'm saying. I liked it on this song, and I was like, you know, I get it now. Like, I get what you're trying to do and it's authentic. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's like, before I was just like... Unlike Sister I'm like, LMA. So you're really trying to just talk for the sake. But now on this song, I'm like, it makes sense. I get what the chick's trying to do. And, you know, I, you know, at times it makes me laugh because of her accent and that's all the stuff. But, you know, this song was beautifully put together. I saw her spoken word poetry. Yeah. Beautif- that's how I saw it. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the vibe I'm getting from her. Like them old school drum-driven poetry. Whereas Ella like, was just click, talking. Click, clack, click, clack. You know, Ella was her, just talking. Her is one of them artists that can get away with it now. She's proven to me on this song. And that song was beautifully put together. Like, beautifully put together. So her, you know, some of the other songs on the project from, you know, first to 10th listen, because I've listened to it about 10 times a day kill me um but um some of the songs are a bit filler-esque you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say that but those two records did they they've given me the proof that you still Carried away is a great song you too. still have it no, no no there's still some good other songs but these two songs in transition from each other i was like damn she really just told us to shut the fuck up and wait that's what she told us to do on those last two songs shut the fuck up and wait and so that being said yeah. i will be discussing this next week I'm you will gonna be spending yeah I might my change favorites. my mind, might Neo. I might like it more, but from now those two songs are the ones. Hers is one of my favorites. I yeah. don't want to discuss it because I've only listened to it twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she definitely will be discussed next week. Mm-hmm. So let's before we jump in that, just goal. a reminder about the playlist. So Nick, if you want to give an update about that. Yeah, so Eden songs are just being added tonight and you will get it tomorrow. You okay, it good. Tomorrow. And this music start. But, wait, tomorrow. hold on. So they'll listen to this on Tuesday. So when you say tomorrow, do you mean they would have received it already? You will have it. You you would have had. You you will have it if you've pressed play. If you've pressed play already, tell me what you think. Um, Should we be saying this on the air? It will, it will be done. It will be done by Tuesday. It will. Trust me. Your 60 plus, <laughs> your 60 plus songs have been like, you see playlist. me, I wouldn't have come and killed myself. I w- <laughs> the playlist will be done. Whoever wants to release it can release. If they don't release it, it's on spot, um, Spotify. Yes, yeah, on Spotify. Get yourself a free account. You can do that if you're not on Spotify. Hold on. We're not giving promo to Spotify. I'm editing that out. 
No, why? Create a free account. Oh yeah, shit. Because we aren't on their platform. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know, make platform it easier to get on the platform. You know. Okay, but the playlist will be on Spotify. Yeah, the playlist is on Spotify, guys. And I'm just glad that it's coming out soon, which means I can start putting together my Christmas playlist. <laughs> Wait, I don't like that. This is, this is not some novelty playlist, you know. It's okay, but guys, joke. what we need to do? No, no, wait, hold on, Eden. This isn't like why are you like I don't like this. This am I Dave Chappelle? Like no, this isn't funny. Shoppe, where's the energy coming from? The always the playlist. What do you mean? Like the way you're coming with the playlist is gonna be great, but I can just tell you're passionate about it. That's I why am. I'm laughing because you're so passionate about this playlist. Because I have some amazing gems in my in my my library, Christmas music. Okay, you're going to start naming them. Can you not do that? <laughs> Cuz you've done it before. Okay, I was going to say this one one thing. Just one voice to me. The playlist is warming up, shut. I was got one, just got one to say as a preview. That's <laughs> it preview. That's it preview. I love this guy. I swear. I don't like that this is being like bad. said preview. God. Give the preview. Boys to men's Christmas interpretations. Oh, an incredible album. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. I love the Kiss Kid. Okay, let's, let's show shopping some love because he got so many comedic lines on deck. But I swear. Anyways, anyways, anyway, on to the main. Go. You guys don't rate, you know. What? We love your taste. I can't wait for this Christmas EP, fam. I'm playing it in my room. <laughs> Are you dumb? I uh, cannot wait. Okay. Because I know trying- Destiny Child going to be in there too. Anyway, let's go. So let's start the show with what we started the podcast on. Let's start this segment with what we started the, um, the podcast on. A topic I don't like, but these niggas just keep making the news for me to have to read. With a new edition, with a certain Don to the mix okay let's go oh Steffi let's go right so Nicki Minaj Queen Radio Hennessy on Instagram where does this end Hennessy on Instagram yeah Hennessy and Ra Ali had an exchange this is how this week started oh, very bro, early who on. is Ra Ali who is this person if it's not Ra Dig, I don't know who you are I don't know who she is she is Nikki's friend. Let's what does that have to do with anything? Apparently she's on Love and Hip Hop, but we'll get into this in a minute, okay? So I'm not going to paraphrase because I don't remember. It's not in this article that I've got as my prompt. So we'll get to the article, but I'm going to give you the background. So Hennessy, Cardi B's sister for reference. Is that actually her given name? Uh, Mina Nasha. Mina no. No, no, no. Anyway. They're all nicknames. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Hennessy, <laughs> Hennessy and Raleigh went back and forth on Instagram about uh, Nikki allegedly leaking someone's number. Uh, Cardi's number to be exact and the stands which uh, there were screenshots like legit screenshots of um, stands threatening Cardi's baby um, threatening to kill her threatening to do di- different stuff to her like some some stands are fucking weird alright if you're a stand on that level you're fucking weird you are weird one day we need to talk about the different tiers of stand we will and I re- this is what the part of the show is about like we will get to that because what's that one about? day but fam I don't know if we can take a stand in have, the studio wait, have right you now. seen the video of well, the bub that's walking around um, Walmart and she's what? like buying queen sorry he sorry sorry he is buying queen 
He goes into the store and he literally walks up to every single person in the store and he just like says like, ah, oh, she's the baddest and stuff like that. And then he moves on to the next person and goes around the whole store to I'm buy go- one okay. album. Before we get into this Cardi B versus Nicki round 845, I'm just going to say, listen, okay, this is not even a joke, okay? Because I've had no money stands in my DMs telling me oh. my mum should have swallowed me. Yep. Th- yep, that was a bit, yeah, that was a Fam. Bit. That was mad. I but laughed it off. I could have cried in my room, but, you didn't. but I didn't. I laughed it off. But they didn't even say that. And you didn't say anything that bad though. Listen, <laughs> listen, I love Normani. I wrote a good piece about her this year. Fam, anyway, listen, they told me to, yeah, anyway. Stans, if you're on that level, what, Eden just highlighted, if you're telling me that I should not be here so my mom should swallow me, if you're going to Cardi B's text, Telling her that her kids needs to die and all this shit. You need to mental health. Yeah, I, I it's key. Know. It was just mental health awareness month, so I'm gonna give you a little gem. Get over it. Go to your doctor. Book an appointment, and this isn't even a laughing matter. Go and book an appointment because this is real. Stand culture is scary shit. Okay. Go and get help Le- that you need. I just have one. All right, because your mum no know you're cussing these people on the internet. Your dad no know you're in Walmart telling your people this. Listen, go get some help. I just have because you'll question. end up in jail. You will. You will. I have yeah, one question. So you have all the the barbs, um, as they, a stand base. Yeah, they have all this energy to you know. Death I know what you're going to say. I know but where, where you're going. Where was energy on Spotify? <laughs> where was the energy in all the stores and shops in the world? When clean well, listen, because their parents don't know, I know we're in a streaming era, but because their parents don't know how much of a stand they are, they, these people are still in school. So they can't, so the same energy that you're using to go on Twitter, go on this, go on that, you can't ask your mum to buy you no Spotify like, premium. You can't ask your dad to buy you no Nicki Minaj album, all right? So that same energy, hold on, no, listen. Wait, can we just, can we look at the sentence? You said, where is the energy in Spotify? <laughs> Listen, I don't care about the sentence because shut, shut, I don't care about the grammar because he got a point. Listen, you got that. You ain't got the same energy to oh, go approach man. a rotted parent and tell them to get you a Spotify premium and to fucking go into um, Walmart and buy you the fucking album to contribute to her album sales. That's what Mia tell you, right? <laughs> to be honest, I think she did go platinum though. I'm not gonna lie, like she did go platinum. But um, anyway, you need to keep that same energy. Anyway, we're diverting. I digress. We'll go back to the main okay, point. So- um, but don't tell me my mom should have swallowed me. Don't do that. Hennessy don't Ra that. Ali. Yeah, Hennessy Ra Ali. So more. <laughs> Which are they going? Well, they're New York. Now I'm joking. I love my New Yorkers. Anyway, um, so they went back and forth about the beef. They went back and forth about Nikki leaking numbers. Ra Ali told her that she's gonna post up and do all of this shit. But I've seen she's a Ra Ali is a reality TV person. She was on Black Ink Crew, and I think the person beat her up on that show anyway. So I don't think you have the vim. Anyway, um, Queen Radio, Queen Radio. So we'll, we'll jump to Queen Radio after that exchange. The the key tidbit from that is that Nikki allegedly leaked the number. So she goes on Queen Radio now. Why is that still a thing? <laughs> She don't, can, I, can I just can I just can Please. I just say something? No, I will say something because I am a fair person. I'm not a fucking stan like right. some of these people. 
Nikki is quite entertaining. She is quite entertaining you on the, the show. show. You've been tuning I've in. listened to the snippets that are for the show, for this for this show wow. to talk about. She 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 you know, let's not act like she has her she's had her Roman and her characters over her. She's career. too loud. She is too loud. But she she's got a personality. She needs to either divert she that into acting, which she's trained to do, or maybe maybe I don't know. People are liking the show, you know. People are liking the books. show. <laughs> Yeah, maybe children's audio, you know, so I don't know. Car- um, cartoon, voiceover, like that could work. No, honestly, guys, she got she got the animated, like the the animation, animation for that. Form. She yeah, Madagascar was a classic. Put her in Madagascar though. for Madagascar was a classic though. Anyway, um let's let's <laughs> we're making this goal to make us divert. Anyway, so on the show, she says I have protected people that I shouldn't protect, okay? Meaning Cardi, obviously. You ask him why I'm beefing with a fan base, but you're not asking why someone with so much influence would use their influence to manipulate their fans to spread so much negativity and hate. That's what Hennessy wrote, yeah, before the show. And about her leaking the number, yeah? So then Nikki goes... So just to clear everything up for people who don't know, Ra Ali really beat Cardi's ass bad. I don't think that makes sense because a reporter who was actually at the party said what happened and nowhere was Ra Ali mentioned beating her up. But I don't know, maybe someone got paid to tell a different story. I still don't know who this woman is. Um, what did she I'm do? talking she about, no, she's just an assistant or some shit, whatever. I'm talking about punches were so hard in your head that I was mad at Ra. But Ra didn't like her attitude. The way she came at me, but I told Ra like, yo, she, he Wait. didn't put her hands. Wait, Wait, it gets worse. It gets worse. Punch <laughs> you so hard in your head that I was mad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yo, I couldn't take that chance. I looked like she, it looked like, sorry, she was about to put her hand on you. Anybody that knows me knows I don't swear to God. I swear God on my life. Ra held her head and punched her like, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times. Now, my thing is, eight, nine, ten times when security is right around you, you ain't getting that many swings. Shut the fuck up. Let's move on. Um, and I could hear it. I'm talking about the hardest punches you've ever heard in your life. Right, nobody that was nobody that was with you did a thing. You know that. As soon as Ra let your head up, I saw the knot on your head. Wait, where did she say all this? On Queen Radio? Yeah. Nicki Minaj claims that Cardi B tried to steal the footage of their near fight. Okay. So after talking about the alleged fight between Cardi B and Riley, Nicki laughed at the fact that Cardi reportedly attempted to take the footage from Nicki's cameraman. Now, I don't know what a 10 to 60 second exchange and all this happened because Cardi's, I mean, Nicki's making it sound like it was an animation film, making it sound like it was a whole episode of anime or some shit. But yeah, anyway, um... Yeah, she's making it sound like it was anime. So um, she tried to take the camera from my cameraman. Now this is cl- this is um, important because she's basically this basically insinuates that she still has the footage. So she tried to get the camera footage, but sweetheart, I'm not going to put that out. I'm not like that. I'm not going to put you out getting beaten up for what. Um, but then she offers one hundred thousand pounds to whoever finds the footage of the two thousand and eight New York Fashion Week so what's incident. The truth? So wait. A sentence before you're telling me that you have the footage, but you're not going to release the footage. But now you're apparently going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for the person that finds the footage that you, didn't you know have. Nicki Minaj operates in multi dimensions. You didn't she, know that. I, I didn't know. Maybe, oh. maybe I, I don't know. Eden, thank you for dropping some knowledge on me tonight. <laughs> I learned something new for the day. 
So Nikki operates in different dimensions, guys, apparently. <laughs> uh, maybe Roman was there one minute and then Nikki flipped back. Oh, and, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, the main important thing is Nikki denies she leaked Cardi B and Hennessy's phone numbers. Um, but there is a lot of screenshots of the abuse that they ensued, whoever did leak that number. Um, and Nikki just goes to play the victim again. So she claims that Cardi B kept Offset and Savage, 21 Savage that is, from shooting videos with her. So trying to block her bag now, apparently. And Nikki Minaj claims that Cardi B asked her to be on her second single. So that would have been Bartier Cardi, I believe, if it's that album campaign. Um, and Nikki shares her feminist take on sex. So what do we think? Oh no, wait, Cardi went to rebuke these claims on IG in a mammoth 15 minute rant in about... Eight, nine clips, which I watched all of them. I think the whole world did. Um, and Cardi B called Nikki Chung Lee the street fighter. That was the infamous line from the um, the rant. And, and the infamous word. And the infamous what? The what infamous word. Oh yeah, footages. the footages, the footages. Yeah, the footages. I saw on the footages, like, oh, Cardi, Cardi's, Cardi stays making up phrases man she's and extra ugly. she's mad she's mad she's mad but the thing that I like is she says it with confidence mm. she's like the footage is yeah. and she said it again and again and again and she um showed us the exchange when Nikki phoned her or she phoned Nikki to try and get her the card um the quarterback line from motorsport removed and all that so she just just went back in history about how she tried to like be on good terms with Nikki, essentially. But yeah, let's get into the thoughts. Too much news. What do we think about this bullshit? Well, did right we discuss now? the fact that Nikki allegedly, well, Nick, allegedly, Nikki said Cardi wanted her to be on the second thing? Yeah, we did. I said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you see, he's scrolling. He's bored of the beef. He is bored. Did we discussed Lil Mix, right? <sighs> do we have to bring those well, messes think, think, into the I conversation? I think that is quite a telling. It's quite telling Can I be oh yeah so basically there's a segue where cardi says that everything oh yeah this is the business part so cardi said that she got this uh the diesel deal before nikki she got the single with little mix uh haven't heard it didn't know it existed until they spoke about it but um that apparently there's a single with little mix with nikki on it cardi was on it first um apparently and no, little, she or she was it offered it first and then nikki got it offered second um, Little Mix rebuted me. the claims. Uh, to save face. Yeah, save face. Because um, meanwhile, the night before they were kikiing and laughing and then they did a statement the next... Okay. Anyway, Little Mix, she ain't got Vim. Get and out of the beef. Can we... And I just want to say this now. Little Mix, I'm I'm tired of you trying to appropriate um, African-American black women mm -hmm. with your social media stunts mm -hmm. and, you know, saying tea. And Definitely their team. Wigs. Like, yeah, that was, that was, that was corny it's, as it's shit. Very, it's very corny. Corny as shit. Very, very tone deaf. Corny as shit. It's not convincing. And... It's, it's just, very British and British is embarrassing. Yeah, it's, just, it's extremely British. There's just no swag about it. It's you girls will never conquer America because you're corny. Haven't they read? Okay. No, they ain't. They've actually dropped in albums over there. Yeah, they have. They but could, they could really, do. A, they could do a mini tour. They, they could. They really could broke do a mini tour. America like yeah. that. Which I. Which which quick sidetrack. To be honest, it's fine if they don't. But I'm just saying they're trying with all these phrases to appeal, and it's like you're not gonna. You're like, gonna look like laughing stocks. Like you know. No, but America's fucked with them. I just think they've been. No, but if they pushed. saw those clips, they oh would, no! Come on! No, come on! No. 
If Steph Lon non getting it, they will get mm. it, which mm. we'll get to in two seconds. But yes. yeah, a little mix. I before we I even go on to like, and I've probably made it clear on this show that though I am a part-time Nicki Minaj fan, I think she's a terrible human being because she's a trash person. Who Nicki? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a part-time fan. Not this album. The album was this Queen sucked, but um, I aside from my feelings towards Onika. Yeah. Um. I can't lie. When I saw this little mix single, I was surprised Nicki Minaj was on it. I was like, that was, uh, my, I actually said, huh, they didn't get Cardi? Because Cardi is just so inescapable and pervasive right now in the music realm. She's on everyone's songs. And obviously Nicki hasn't had a hit of her own in a while. So I was like, oh, they got Nicki. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Nicki obviously is still a big name, but I, I can't lie, I was surprised. So when Cardi revealed that she was offered it first, I'm like, see, now that makes so much more sense. Of course it does. Nicki Minaj, of course, is doing, obviously, still a big name in these streets, but she definitely isn't um, first choice anymore for these features. Of course not. Definitely isn't first No, of course anymore. not. I'm not listening to a Nicki Minaj song anymore. I can't stand the woman. Mm. You, write Although, your, you write your bars, but your bars ain't mm. slapping right now. And Cardi may have not written her motorsport verse, but she washed your motor, motorsport. So, also, Cardi revealed that on that crappy G Easy song, No Limit, Nikki was Nikki was offered it first. But in the words of Cardi, because you didn't believe in the record, you turned it down. And then it, and then when it popped off, you got mad at your record label. Who was No Limit? Who was that by? Jeezy. Oh, but can okay. I just say like something that's really like interesting? The song that she's got with ASAP Ferg sounds exactly the same. Nicki oh. got on a remix with ASAP Ferg, and it sounds oh. exactly but the you, same. But you know why then? No, but that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying no. It's just really interesting because people bring up that like the. This was a thing. It was on Hot 97. Go on Hot 97 last year. There's a whole comparison of the song where they break it down and they talk about it. Like, it sounds very similar. It sounds very retaliatory. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. But I think ASAP Rocky, um, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, his song came out first, but it wasn't the remix version. And then they made a remix. So I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but um, yeah, there's a song that sounds very similar as well. Nicki did quite well in that song, to be fair. I'll give her that. But um. Yeah, sounds very similar. I just wanted to point but that anyway. out. If you want to hear how she would sound like on the GEZ, just go listen to that because it's the same beat. But yeah, very so similar. what are your thoughts on the latest iteration of Nicki vs. Cardi Nicholas? Uh, Eden, I think Eden should speak on it. To be honest, guys, I'm so finished with Nicki Minaj. I'm just so tired of talking about her week after week after so week. So am I. I'm really annoyed and that this came It's out. not because we're a music podcast and we talk about music. I am just exhausted from this woman. It's just someone, I, I feel like it's someone I can't escape, whether it's on this podcast or on the timeline or in the news, or if I get a notification on my phone from like a music outlet or something, <laughs> no, on it's radio. always, oh, ugh, Chope. <laughs> Chope. <laughs> but there's always a way that I'm able to hear about Nicki Minaj and I'm honestly tired of her. I've never ever liked her music personally. That is me. And that's fine because I do not see an album in her discography except for the debut that is together. Kill me. I don't give a shit. Pink Print was together in I don't give a shit. But let's to not, me it wasn't. I, I just don't want to talk about Nicki Minaj today. I know there's people that are going to be like, oh, we want to hear about Nicki Minaj. 
Honestly, guys, really and truly, if you want to hear what we have Nicki, what we have to say about Nicki Minaj, listen to the very first episode to Freedom, or listen to episode I think three. We speak about her there as well. We're on episode nine now. I am not talking about Nicki Minaj again. I just I don't have the energy for it. And me too. And I'm sure people are expecting me to have a lot of funny things to say. But I can't, like, even I'm tired. Like, I was scrolling. Man's like, tired. I'm We're tired. all tired. Like, it was funny to see the exchange from Cardi. And I just love that Cardi lighted up her ass and, like, came with these supposed receipts, these facts. But in general, I'm tired. Guys, I just, yeah. we need to make it UK centric. So we've, we've talk, we spoke about Little Mates. Okay, guys. <laughs> we spoke about Little Mates. So now, there's one rotted oh. incarnation that just thinks. That she was even uh, going to get discussed in this is. beef. And she is getting discussed now. But you guys just need to hear a little snippet of this pathetic incarnation of Nicki Minaj. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> Right, so that was our friend. If you don't know who she is, I wouldn't blame you because she hasn't bubbled up in the way that people think she has. Now, Steph London. Steph London is a UK-based rapper. I say UK because she ain't popped in the States yet like loads of people think she has. She has a song coming out with DJ Khaled though. So okay, I know, okay. I know Let's see if she well. pops on that. Let's see because she got how many people on the future for her and me and it's still not touched the chart. So we'll see. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Because we know her material on her own cannot leverage the sound that she needs to crack. Anyway, Steph London, she comes into the beef now because she inserted a comment in one of the, uh, in Cardi's mentions when she did the IG videos or Nikki's both. I actually didn't, she did both because she was in Cardi's doing LOL. Then she went to Nikki's talking some wreck about how can an old woman be doing this in beef like this? The stands came for her. So instead of just air the stands like most celebrities do, she made that, that what I just played you, that hot shit. She She made that hot shit. She was an innovator, guys. So she made that hot shit. She dissed a whole stand base. She was an innovator. In her car in America while she trying to crack America, she disses this whole stand she base. She gave us the first diss track in an Uber. What innovation. What I will say is that Nikki did not entertain this. Of course. Does Nikki know who she And is? I will say... <laughs> and what I will say to you guys, if you're in the UK, Miss Banks for 2019. For Ohio. End of topic. Let's move on Wait, because I'm is done. Is Flahaya from the UK? Yeah. Ah, oh. I've never, like I've never heard of her before. Nick, you like Flahaya, right? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Oh. What song I played? But I've heard. What song would you recommend? Oh, I just heard a freestyle. Ah, oh. cool. So you haven't heard Lady Leisha's new freestyle? Anyway, next topic. It's a good freestyle shopping. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> Anyway, guys, if you want to check it out, Lady Leash has released a new song. I've heard a part of it. Well, not a new song, but a new freestyle on her YouTube channel. Check it out. Let she us needs know to what stop you think. doing those, though. And I'll just say there are other better female rappers you know in the I mean? UK that are more, more worth your time. So Little Sims, Flahaya. We love Little no, Sims. No, but they all occupy a different space. It doesn't need to be True, like... true. Little Sims is different to a lady. They would occupy different spaces in the rap game. They would. Okay, but quality is quality, so... That's true, but you can. I have- do. I, do you know what, Lady Leisha? I will give her props. She, she, 
she can freestyle occasionally she can and she when she got bars she got bars but the thing is the consistency that's what it is for me one song will be good or freestyle and then the next it will be like meh like she needs to really get it together because she's under a label she's under sony she needs to get it come on i want to hear an album i want to hear an ep even an ep young ep build that because she's been doing freestyle since i was in year nine seriously like no joke i saw on no, twitter she's always had a nice little viral she's always been able to go viral but I wanted to grow, like, let's grow, let's do a campaign now, not everyday freestyle. I think. She, she's got bars. She does the, have bars, but when one she of has the them. most smartest things she's ever done is reveal the way that labels pit. Oh, I love that. Women that, against yes. each other. She revealed the early Atlantic stage formula, Atlantic um, formula, the mm. blueprint, because they offered that to her, what, three, four years ago? And oh. they, they, that's how basically Cardi and them lot are in the game now, basically, because, and these new girls are getting deals because. Um, Lady Leisha revealed that obviously they gave her, a, uh, they were going to give her a deal. We'll give you everything, multi-million, all of that, fly you out, mm. record an album, but you got to diss Nicki, there's got to be an embedded beef in there. And part- What is Atlantic's beef with Nicki Minaj? They, so basically, um, kind of like the Brotherhood of Evil. Basically, this happens in labels. Because I've been hearing this a lot. No, 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 Atlantic this happens, no, 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 this happens all the, the time. This does happen all the time. When, Labels to so say so. Let's take Sony and Atlantic, yeah, for for um, example. So the big juggernaut labels, when they see you've got a market of something, and they aren't profiting from that, they want the same thing or something similar to to reap the rewards. Nikki occupied a space when female rap, female rappers weren't around for a hot, they were around, but they weren't getting the exposure, nowhere near enough exposure. Trina had kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. Kim locked up, uh, Remy locked up, Eve doing different things, marries, all of that. Missy doing different things, finding more different sounds, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Nikki occupied a lane. Uh, Tink, bad management, all that kind of stuff. So I love her. Unspoken prodigy, but yeah. Diamond. Literally. Anyway. uh, (laughs) That that silence was deafening. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Brianna Perry. Anyway. (laughs) Um, I mean, um... Oh my She's god. She's a great lyricist though, she is. But um anyway, it was Nikki dominating BT for yeah. seven years in a row, guys. Seven years in a row. So obviously, the label that's directly against you are gonna look at them and think it's 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 classic business. They want that model. So they wanted to take down Nicki Minaj, you know? Um because it sounds she, personal though. It doesn't sound like business. I though. feel like it was it's, because you know how I hate bringing race every week, but I am going to bring race into it. A confident black, like, you know how Nikki is, that attitude. She, she's fucking unapologetic. She had a confidence of Beyonce when she was in her early stage of career. Like, she was with her chest. The, the confidence Beyonce is showing us now on the Carters is the confidence that Nicki Minaj has had her whole career. Crazy personalities, all that. And especially when you're a black woman, they don't like that. And I, I'm not going to say I don't think it was a racial issue. I think it was literally because she was the only woman. You look at her, money, gold, diamond, platinum, records, all of that all over the place. She was dominating cash money, young money. We're in a good place. First, not first lady, but the lady of cash money, killing it, young money, all of that. They wanted that. And that's why we're hearing four years ago, because that was old. So they were trying for years to get a female rapper to replace Nikki or be on the same par of Nikki. They probably tried multiple formulas, multiple women over the years. It didn't work. Um, and they, I don't think personally they thought Cardi was going to be a success. Personally, I don't think they thought she was going to be the mammoth of the star that she is today. Um, and 
yeah, that's why they're trying so hard to keep her on a restraint and like get her get her back in control and stuff like that. And I think that's what it is. I don't think it's I think it's so aggressive because it's just one label taking it this far. But I think that um it was personal just because Nikki was the only one out doing that. If there were multiple women on different labels, one on Warner, maybe one on Sony and stuff like that, they probably would have been more aggressive towards both. But yeah, just to end that discussion, I just think it's um it's cause Nikki was the only visible one, the only one getting real money at the time, to be honest. But um yeah, that's that's it. Let, yeah, she did reveal that. Uh, I hope she just releases another EP, an EP in the new year full of substance and bars because I know when she has it, she does have it. She does. Lately, I can't deny it. It's just her strategy around her career that's been... So no more thoughts on Steph London? No, she ain't it. Miss Banks, 2019. Miss Banks. Miss Banks. Miss Banks. Anyway, Joe Budden, let's move on to him. Okay, so Joe Budden, he has got a show which started the same time as our podcast, actually. Each week we have the same episodes, like um, numbers and stuff like that. But um, Joe Budden got himself into a bit of trouble with um, the social media universe when he said misogynistic, or he's being called misogynistic over a debate with Scotty Beam, which is a fellow co-host on the show. She reps the feminist kind of stance of things. She, she reps the kind of social justice side of things. Um, and yeah, there was a little bit of a, a rant. Um, I'm not going to play it because Revolt will sue probably, but um, the conversation centered around Instagram model Brittany Renner and um, it was the sexual allegations book that she released. Um, Budden yelled at Beam for criticizing Renner's decision to reveal intimate moments to the public. Budden then blasted what he called fake woman empowerment bullshit. So basically, I'll paraphrase because I watched the episode. So Scotty Beam was uh, basically saying that she could have a tell-all, the girl, um, Brittany Renner, because men talk about women and who they fucked all the time. Um, Joe pointed out this hasn't been tell-alls that he remembers in the in recent history, but I'm sure throughout literature, culture, the music, hip-hop, you know, they reveal women all the time and, you know, that they sleep with and stuff like that. So Scotty was just arguing that if a man can call out who he sleeps with, a woman can. Um, and Joe kind of pointed out monetization and she's making money off of this tell-all and stuff like that. So he said, this is the main point where people thought he was um, misogynistic. Yeah, misogynistic, because there's misogynoir as well, which is something different from misogynistic. Noir. Yeah, but misogynistic. Um, this is what he was called. So he said, stop this fake women empowerment bullshit. Um, he said, Scotty Beam hates men. Uh, who hurt you? Yeah, who hurt her. So he tried to use the emotional narrative that women are more emotional than men and that she's been hurt. So that's why she's uh, going so hard against men in this debate. Um, and then it's clear that... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Twitter. Sorry, because I didn't know if Scotty said this or Twitter. But they, someone on Twitter said, Joe Budden, it's clear you're becoming a super misogynistic, damn it, man. If you scream at Scotty like that again, because he was screaming, he was kind of silencing her. And you know how Joe... Joe, Joe, it, that's what I'm saying. It's a double standard because Joe interrupts every and anyone on all his platforms. We all know this because he listens to the podcast. We all know this because we've watched State of the Culture. We all know this from his history. But um, he interrupts everyone, man or woman, all the time. But then he's trying to say that Scotty is interrupting him because it, it it's discrediting his agenda against the woman in this situation. So... 
that's basically what it was. He was just shouting a lot of Scotty Beam, being very aggressive in his debate style. Um, and it just came across very messy, in my opinion. I did watch the full episode because I do like to watch things for clarity and see what the full situation was. Just the same thing like Azalea Banks when she went on Wild and Out. I watched the full episode to get the context. I'm a, you know, writer, you know, I, I look for context. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about Joe Budden? Do you think he's misogynistic? Do you think that that, that whole thing was... What, what, do, what do you guys think of it? Because, yeah. They're pointing at each other because they're both scared of saying something. Talk. No, it's not necessarily that I'm scared. I just want a few moments to think on it more, to mm. be honest. I didn't think of the point that you guys made where you said that Joe's yelled at other guests. I'm just thinking back to Everyday Struggle where he used to yell at DJ academics all the time. Everyday fam. That's what made me annoyed at the show. Or Lil Uzi Vert or... Um, oh my God, yeah. Who else did he yell? Migos. Yeah, Migos. What, he didn't shout Every, at Migos. Everyone. The girl, the girl, what's her name? He didn't shout at Migos. Nadesco. Has he shouted at Nadesco? I don't think he shouted he's, he's, He shut her down. Like, he's interrupted yeah. her a lot of times. Like, he has. Um, ironically, he doesn't shut Remy down, down like that, actually. He doesn't. Because Remy will shoot you. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> no, it's not even the fact that she'll shoot you. She, she's, she's just got that demeanor. Don't fuck with me. She has a presence. Yeah. She's very problematic though. But anyway, in oh, terms every of, week, isn't yeah. it? and that career's over. In terms of Joe Budden, oh, I hate shopping. I know, right? But in terms of Joe Budden, I just think he needs to be very careful because although he may yell at everybody and he may feel justified in the fact that he's yelling because he he genuinely seems like the type of person who is passionate about music and mm. culture. I've wrote this. There's an article coming out that I wrote. Um, yeah, I wrote that he's just super passionate about the culture. He yeah. really is about but the it's, industry. He, he's passionate about the music industry but also the the way that artists are handled yes um, yeah and he likes to make sure that he, from the interview that i've heard with him and six lack and um with um vince black vince Dape. six lack black 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 anyway go go with with vince okay. staples with um so many different artists chance the rapper, chance the rapper. Yeah. he's yeah. spoken about the importance of creative freedom yeah he, he loves that and he, you can tell he's a very passionate person when he talks about it i just think the issue that we have at the moment and the reason it's so highlighted is because he stepped outside of his bubble so he went from a music perspective where he kind of focuses around the artist and talks about that more and he's talking about the feminist agenda and stuff like that there's something that's slightly outside of his a lot boundary. of politics they talk about voting every single week on that show which is you know important to some caskets of people in, in america but um yeah, it's very it's different. It, like you said, it's different to what his his his, it, his it, home is. No, he's, he's stepping outside of his bubble, and I think mm. he needs to be slightly careful. Very. I understand that this rebrand he's going through currently is very important as he's trying to rebuild what he is being seen for. Um, obviously, with the music that he's been releasing, it wasn't doing that well. Or he had what was it, two hit singles, mm. um, two or three actually. Um, two or three wasn't it I thought it was just one no what about clubbing no one with Slaughterhouse I'm counting clubbing as well by the way was that clubbing. him yeah clubbing was well, Marcus nice Houston the Marcus Houston song yeah yeah, yeah was, was that him oh, yeah it was yeah. him yeah so I'm counting he wasn't clubbing. the most memorable part of the song <laughs> exactly. no he wasn't I but, forgot um, he was on that song up in the club that's a tune it is a that tune. is a banger I don't know if it tried or anything though yeah but it's in the community it's in the community it's in our hip hop it's in our legacy yeah yeah. But I just feel like Ooh, he stepped outside MTV of his bubble. Base, yeah. I just think he needs to be more mindful when it comes to interviewing people and having conversations. Well, not interviewing, but talking to people just in general. <laughs> but his brand. Okay, this is this is the main point I wanted to make. So his brand is the angry reviewer 
and, and old head like straight to the point old head of the hip hop scene straight if you look at chaser. if you watch his videos <laughs> love that but if you watch his videos where he's critiquing lyrics where he's looking at um like different areas of music mm. Drake's views is a classic one of his rants but he over classic. he over extends himself when it comes to his emotion and the way that he's kind of expressing himself. So I just think that he needs to be slightly careful because obviously we're in an era now where we're, we're very aware of um, the power that men have and how it affects women. So he just needs to be very careful. If he needs to issue an apology or maybe change the type of way that he approaches conversation, maybe that's something he needs to do. But I, I think this is an opportunity for him to learn and grow. It's an opportunity for him to actually realize the error of his ways. And um, I just feel like there needs to be improvement. But overall, I have seen Joe Biden like this for ages throughout mm -hmm. all of the interviews. So, so I don't yeah. know if we're being slightly unfair by isolating it to Scotty Beam. No, which is what I hinted at because I said that he shouted, he shouted, we, we, we have this, we basically have this discussion. But he, not, he we, not we as in us three, but oh, I mean we as in culture. the whole, yeah. not culture, but not the, the people that are reacting to it. Yeah. So I just, I feel like we need to take into consideration that's how he is. And if you want him to change, but you like him for that type of entertainment, you need to start looking at what you're expecting from Joe Budden. Mm. Because it, you're not going to lie and say that you haven't been tuning into everyday struggle and listening to Joe Budden scream at mm. academics. I'm watching the State of the Culture previews. Like, State of the Culture gets millions of views. Yeah, because if we think about what actually yeah. makes Joe Budden different from any other presenter, what is it? It's his USP. It's his brand. It's, it's his, just he's the angry yeah. black man. It's like Charlemagne. It's kind of like what Char made Charlemagne famous. But it's well, a, Charlemagne's it's a controversial. No, yeah, it's got it's got it's controversy. It's the same thing. Like they both sell controversy, and they mm. both sell a similar brand of controversy. Joe is a bit more. To and they the sell right. confrontation. They yeah they 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 sell off confrontation. They sell off controversy. You know, um, and that's what I don't want to limit it to just that though because. Joe and Charlemagne know what they're talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. They definitely know what they're talking about. And they're both in the industry and have been in the industry since the early 2000s. You know, they, they know what the fuck they're talking about. But I think what is the gripping point of the formula of the cake is the controversy, is saying what people think. To some extent, because there's some things that are different, you know. But um, I think, like Eden said, this brand of Joe has is it's not new it's not something that appeared with save the culture it's not it didn't come into the air just this week but i think that dynamic watching that discussion with scotty was very uncomfortable like it was and i, I i'm not gonna lie scotty can hold her own I, I, I i'm not gonna say that i felt sorry for her that she couldn't defend herself she had the right people in the room to help her if it got too political but i think just from that stance of women and and upload upholding that kind of point i think joe it it, it did come across as a bit mad it did it did like but watching are we the surprised clip. though no i'm not i'm not i'm not saying i'm surprised but it just watching that oh, clip i was like Ooh, joe burner's a misogynist it's hitting us it's hitting wow. a soft spot i'll be really surprised no, by that? no no of course <laughs> what, i'm not saying i'm surprised but i'm saying it just hit a bit of that, a point i was like because i think what scotty what i was seeing was people being surprised and kind of like holding him to a certain standard in terms of um, his stance on gender dynamics. Like, mm. I, I saw the clip and I'm like, okay, it's just Joe. Mm. Nothing, it didn't particularly rile me or put infuriate me or upset me yeah. or make me look at her different or look at him different. I was like, that's just 
That's just Joe. Yeah. No, no, it didn't. It didn't feel foreign. It didn't feel. It didn't feel foreign. It didn't feel foreign to Joe's brand. It just felt very energized. Like there was a different. It was just. It was a lot. It was a lot, especially on that topic of. I think. I think that's what it. I think was the topic. I think because it was. I think in this current political climate, you know, discussions around and race and sexuality and gender, like you know, whenever they come into the fray or in the news cycles, they kind of can kind of just become bigger than the news story. It becomes like, and this is what men do. This is what women do. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, and you know, that's fair. And you know, and we should, I guess we should use every little thing that happens in the media as an opportunity to discuss these things and have these conversations. But me personally, like, yes, it's true. Mm. But like Eden said, doesn't it doesn't mean I'm exonerating him. No, Obviously like he was wrong. No, like Eden said, it's a, it's 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 an area for growth, isn't it? It is an area to to um to get it together. It's an area to get it together. Um, and I think that you know, it's it's an area for it's an area for growth for our media figures in in the industry and stuff like that. But yeah, I think both of what you said, I'm not surprised. I think. This topic, we could go on about it for ages, but we're not going to because we've said we've said pretty much what we would say if we were going to go on for it for ages. So let's move on from Joe and Nicki Minaj. I'm closing the tabs, guys. So let's get to the UK again. We're in the UK. Um, <laughs> this came out today, so it's Friday. It, it's Friday. Um, <laughs> ooh, where do we begin? Um... <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> Guardian. Um, <laughs> Guardian. Uh, we're in a different era. I now. wish you guys could see the way Eden laughs at me. And we're, we're in we're in a era we're in an era right now of transition in the UK. You know, there's a lot going on. There's there's a new ecosystem in the music industry right now. There's there's a you know. A new generation of sorts, you know, some younger than myself and Eden and Chopin were only 22 to 23 in the room. And there's a younger breadth of energy, a more diverse realm of energy. We'll get into what diverse. diverse, we'll get into the, what diverse means in a second. Nick, uh, read the title of the I will read, read the, the original title. title. I, I'll read the title that we got now. No, no, read, no, the no read the original. I'm going to read both. I'm going to read both. Because I'm going to read the both. The one that's running in print next week is... I'm going to read both. Go on, go on. So, <laughs> the original is coming later. So I'm joking. The one that we've got now online is everybody is looking at us right now in quotation marks. Meet the young British pop stars reclaiming the charts. Now say the name of the artist. Now that makes no sense because we have British pop stars at the top of the charts. So let's get into Most, more in for depth. Decades so let's that. get into what they really meant. Not really meant what they said. No, that's what I mean. That's what get into what really they really meant. That could be interpreted. And that's really said, said, which is in print. I have a picture if you want me to put on Don't Like The Stands page. Okay. So the picture, I'm just getting it from the group chat. The guys, original headline. Just to make sense of it all. Which reads, everybody is looking at us right now. How young black Britain reclaimed the charts. Now let's talk about black and the cover. Well, let's talk about the artists first. Because there are two of 
fucking six artists on this cover, black men too, who are black. Okay, two. Can you? All right. So say the name of the artist. So from what I remember, we have Mabel. Yep. Nene Sherry's daughter. Notes. Kojo Funds. Be young. Emilia Monet. I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who that is. And still bangles who are a part of a new generation of artists who are transforming transforming they tell their story behind their meteoric some of them only have one hit rise and some of them only have one hit now who? mabel now let's talk has no never had a hit no oh I thought it's got top 40. He's in the UK, they hits. mean top 40. Hits means top 40 I don't in the think UK. Most of top 40. He I has had a top so. 40. He has. He has had a top 40. I've seen his name. If B Young has a top 40, he has a top 40. He does. Um. Anyway, those are who are named. Okay. I'll say it in normal voice if you, if you misheard. Mabel. Mm. Notes. Mm. Kojo Funds, mm. which is, you know, pioneered a little bit. B Young. Mm. Emilia Monet. And still. Mm. Bagels. Mm. Now, <laughs> this article, let me know, let me just make it real clear. It wasn't edited by this black woman. But she it was them. written by this black woman. Let's give some respect on her name. No, I am, because I read it. And okay. the agenda that she was trying to put forward in the article, to an extent, there there is room for improvement, but for extent, okay. it was great. You okay. know, it the article was great, but I know the title, which she clarified on Twitter wasn't written by herself. I appreciate how politically correct you were, but that wasn't the energy in the group chat earlier. But I said, I well, got, I did. <laughs> no, hold on. Keep the same I will energy. give you timestamps and read. No, I'll give you timestamps of what I read. The agenda makes sense from the article. It doesn't make sense to the title, which okay. she clarified that an editor and deputy editor mm-hmm. and a deputy edi- editor would have likely been the one that edited the title. And Did she clarified Yomi that she didn't do the title and she would be, she's been in the culture for ages so she knows not to even write a title like that. But I got the read, the gist of the article and what it was trying to convey. The artists featured... For the purposes of that agenda, I understand, which I will clarify. The history part, which is what Shop is trying to allude to, that I'm not keeping that same energy, could have been more refined, a which we'll better. get into. Could have included a few more names and legacies and opening gates and stuff. But for the purposes of the Afro swing movement and who's leading that and music of black origin, which she clearly clarified multiple times in the article, even though half of these people, more than half of these people aren't black who are featured in the article. Well, Mabel's mixed. I know she got a black origin, but I mean like, you know, like fully black. But anyway, um, for the purposes of the agenda, she made sense. I read the article because I'm not just going to do faux outrage. Um, but the history part was where it, it was for me, it could have been better in my opinion. But people, the original title was terrible in my opinion, <laughs> terrible. Um, and the picture didn't correlate and they clearly wanted them clicks. That's all I'm going to say on it for now. We'll get back into it, but I want the boys to have their input on what they thought of the original title, the main title and the read. If you read it, or both of you guys, I don't know, because it was my at work. My issues are more with the article itself than the title. Obviously, I think it goes without saying that the... The original title, by the way. The original title was obviously very misleading 
it was obviously very clickbaitish and um rage clicky and um there's another word i have in my head it was very um i can't think of it right now but yeah my thoughts are on the article which which me you will discuss so we'll let you do are we just saying our thoughts on the article for now the title the title you can say both you can you can hint at both because we're going to talk about the article anyway in a minute so from what i read from the article i didn't have an issue with anything that was said actually that's a lie there were two things that were said so there was one thing that i was very confused about b young said that he grew up in his area and he there was no discussion about race he grew up in hackney lies he grew up in hackney lies is it hackney I think it's Hackney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so because I've interviewed him this year, so I know, I think he did grow up in. It was Hackney, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I might be wrong, but I do believe it's Hackney, and race was definitely discussed in Hackney. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I it mean, is getting, Diane Abbott, anyone? But even Diane though it Abbott. is getting gentrified, you, it's still a conversation. Diane Abbott, bruv. Um, there was something that. Oh, actually, I'll let Shopee talk about this, but um, Mabel when she was talking about nineties R and B and like. <sighs> <laughs> and like the current UK Nene Sherry um, I get d- your daughter can, can I, uh, <laughs> no, can I, I, I just want to clarify two things as well um, there are two from, from the pre-read which I'm doing now a quick scroll through I will mention some things real quick um, okay so one <laughs> we're saying <laughs> <laughs> woo, okay can't find the exact quote, but it's 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 to the it's to the sense that Seth London's having a mammoth career abroad. As I stated earlier, she's not doing bits in the states. She got double XL freshman. Okay, she is on. That was an achievement. We got that, that, is, an achievement. that is an achievement. That is an achievement. That is an achievement. The first British that artist. Is an achievement. She's black and a woman. That is so an achievement. You have to. That is an that. achievement. I will respect it, but what I won't respect, good. what I won't respect, is half these what industry people saying that she's broken America she's breaking through when you're on 119 on the billboard charts with one song one song shut that the fuck up one ago. song shut, no 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 don't 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 no, no, one no, no, song no, no, wait, that on. was released a year ago hold on it's not popping in the state we have to it's give not, her, her I will props. give her I gave her the credit for the double XL cool no, you got one okay, print feature cool. that's great that's great you were beefing <laughs> what's her face at the BET awards you, you're like what the fuck's that and then what 119 on the billboard charts no and your freestyling stands double xl dj khaled feature yeah cool hurting me around the world is doing well it's not doing no, it's well not. in the states this is the song i'm talking about it's on 100 and rotten 19 she's not doing well around the world and I'm she's doing well in europe there's a difference it's one territory in asia is she popping no it's in states is she popping no in africa is she popping no don't give me that check the charts check your wikipedia if you have to because it's fucking on there and the direct sources <laughs> from wikipedia are there if you're that base level you can check wikipedia Relax. go to the billboard <laughs> Hot 100 charts. There's nothing there, fam. It's quiet. All right. It's quiet. So don't tell me she's broken America because she hasn't. Double XL feature. Yes, credits. She has not broken the states. Stop the narrative. And I'm sorry to say this. Nick, are you cool? I'm good. (laughs) Just go and check your stats. And I'm not telling Yomi to check her stats because she only hinted at it. But I'm telling, this is speaking to a wider problem with Steph. Every rotted person is saying, and all these interviewers and all this kind of stuff, I'm not saying Yomi because she only hinted at it, but it stems at a wider problem. People online, people in interviews, even American platforms, you go check your own writer chart. She ain't popping nowhere. Yeah, we'll see what the DJ Khaled feature does. 
does. But standalone, let's see. Let's see. Can you make money moves? Can you do it? Let's see. Because I see a lot of Instagram stunting. Shopping. Right. Let's move on to the actual article. No, that was a no, very Shopping hasn't thought. given his opinion oh, on sorry. it. So what's Steph Don think? Um, I'll just use this time to plug my interview. I, pl- I interviewed her last year. Go on, you can check that out. That was one of the most unprofessional experiences of my life. Um, wow. You can DM me if you want to find out why. Um, yeah. But um, anyway. You're definitely telling me off air. Right, like, right I've told you already. I can't remember. So you need to. But um, anyway, I would like to just say that you can't say someone's building a transatlantic, transatlantic career on the basis of one song that came out over a year ago. It would be one thing if she had multiple songs that were doing well, even if it wasn't necessarily in the States, but even in Europe, even in the UK, what has she done since Hurting Me? None of her singles have popped off like that. That EP came and went. None of her features are doing well. You're out here, you're visible, you're present, you're doing shows and that's fantastic. And I love you for that. But we're not gonna act here, we're not gonna sit here and act like she's like some rising superstar, some rising paragon of British rap right now. Cause- and for people that will cuss us, no, I'm literally just gonna give me. you the numbers. I will give it to you, I will. I'll break it down for you, UK and US, all right? Hurting me. Number seven, UK charts. Okay. Number 19 on the US bubbling, which means it surpasses the top 100 songs. So she's technically 119 in the States. Not as now. That was in the past. She hasn't surpassed that peak. Okay. Ding-a-ling featuring Skepta. 64 in the UK. Okay. Bum, bum, tam, tam. Her song with Future, Jay Blavin, and some other... What song is this? I know, right? I was just like, what? Listen nothing in the uk cigarette mabel and ray 41 okay pushback featuring neo she's got a lot of features Neo, no no yeah yeah, that was yeah yeah. that was no traction because she signed to motown i think same label um senseless 65 in the uk but isn't neo chairman of he was but he signed to motown he is no i think he like he is like yeah He's like vice vice president. Vice president. I, like, I remember he was. He's got like, I don't know he's, if he still is, but yeah, no, whatever. He is. Um, six cents of senseless. Sixty-five in the UK. Calypso. Some other unknown feature. No number in the UK. I can't lie. I've never heard of these songs. Pretty girl. Don't know what that song is. Eighty-five in the UK. So please. Do your home fucking work. It's on Wikipedia and you can click the links that they originally come from. Don't tell me she's not cracked. She's popping up around the world. She's popping up on Instagram. She's popping up at award shows, popping up at PR appearances, popping up on Double XL, but she's not popping up where it matters. So please, please. I I don't even know where we are right now. (laughs) Right, let's move on. Let's move on because I don't want to attack so a big black article. woman. So congrats on her double XL feature. We're giving her appreciation Work harder for Miss Banks 2019. X. We're giving her appreciation They're for the XXL. This episode. Yeah, Are but they? who were her stands? Miss Banks 2019. Anyway, let's move on to the article. Let's move on. So with the article, am I starting? You can start because I know you got in depth. You go in. So I'm going to leave my main point to the end, but I just didn't like this all these pre-modifiers these adjectives that kept being used around the word pop i didn't understand why the word pop was even being used and i know people are going to say oh popular music the way the sentences were written and the and the context they were written in she wasn't trying to say 
this is popular music. She was saying it as if it was a genre. So I was seeing stuff like radically hybrid pop, road pop, road pop. There was another one I saw. Remember it? There was another. I can't. But yeah, I just but seeing. I, I remember those terms. That I was saying. just seeing these variations in the of, new democracy of pop. I, mean, like, there's a I lot was of, like, why are you over intellectualizing pop music? Why are you trying to radicalize it? Like, no, <laughs> it's that's it. That's not it. Like. What does that even mean? Radically hybrid pop. You're saying it as if like these songs, which I guess obviously they're, they're very inspired by the African and Caribbean diaspora. So yes, but it doesn't necessarily make them We're radical. basically talking about Afro swing. Let's yeah. be real. We're talking about Afro swing. You're here. making it sound like, like you're making it out swing. sound, making it sound um, deeper or more musically complex than it is. And it's really not. So that was my first issue. But my main issue with the article was the lack of proper tracing and the lack of respect and acknowledgement given to black British artists who have done well before. And also the different differentiation between black British artists who are more pop and more urban. So she named Alexandra Burke and Janice as two of the two. In Jamelia host- too. Jamelia too. I'll give her that. Yeah. She named Alexandra Burke and Janice in the host of these black British stars who have done very well. To be fair, she's actually, there's, there's a few names. And in fact, so solid crew, Mark Robson, Craig David. She, this doesn't, okay, but where, okay. Some... Okay, so I'm gonna get, get there. So I was like, first of all, Alexandra and JLS, yes, they were black, very successful, but they were pop acts. They were pop artists. And obviously this, this article is centered around urban, urban. music. She even specified yeah, it's urban you know, arena. Or radically hybrid pop. She did. Um, so radically hybrid pop. I didn't. <laughs> so I got why they were in there because it does matter. It's so irrelevant. do I. It does make yeah. sense, but yeah, I don't understand how you can write about black British music history and not, and not discuss Beverly Knight. Where's Mystique? Where's Lamar? Where is Damage? Because they were the urban. Before. Yes. There was a huge urban and they were part of it. Where was Lyndon David Hall? Where, where was Corinne Bailey Ray? She had a multi platinum debut album. Um, even recently, where's like, but anyway, so I'm seeing here Mark Morrison, Sosola Crew, Craig David, Dizzy Rascal, and Dubs. I'll put respect. There were some names. Yeah, no, of course, there were some. But if you're going to write an article like this, you have to make sure you're mentioning everyone because the artists I just named, Ooh. they weren't just Let me in comparison to some of, in comparison to some, in comparison to the six um, um, artists propelling this Guardian piece, these are actually artists who are actually having six significant, mm. notable charts and album sales. So like Mystique had nine top 10 singles, yeah. three platinum albums. Jamelia had like 10 top six singles. Mm-hmm. Craig David had like three number one singles. Like Craig David like cracked America, unlike Stefan. They actually cracked America. So like, I just don't understand why or how you could leave those artists out and in the lineage to what this Afro swing movement is. And that was the big issue for me. And another issue now, Mabel. So we already have, I already have had my issues with you just for the fact that you were in the industry and the fact that you're allowed to make music and the, the fact that you're out The here, new Cheryl Cole. The fact that you're out here singing. But you know what? Nepotism is- Is it, really, is it singing? I'm just trying to. You're out here singing. I'm, I'm just. Uh, Shall they just continue? But no. the nepotism is real. I, I don't the know nepotism if it's singing, is very real in the music industry. Um, you are the daughter of some amazing people. The fact you are out here singing. How how can you make it sound so disrespectful? But why should she be singing? 
continues can just I'm I'm finished with you today, Shafi. Just continue what you're saying. Um so you're the daughter of two amazing people. You're the daughter of Nene Sherry, who is, oh, one, oh it's another one. Why was she not mentioned in this article? <laughs> like, how are you going to mention Mabel's mother? Nene Sherry. Like, how are you? She did, I do remember her mentioning. Sure no, 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 they, no, they mentioned her being the daughter of, uh, okay. but they don't mention her in the, in the fact that this is a black British woman yeah, who was yeah. doing things in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. It was in that context, which is also interesting and quite questionable. And yes, Cameron McVeigh, who's obviously worked with Massive Attack, Portishead, All Saints, like he's written for loads of people. Yeah. So nepotism is real. But my issue with you, Mabel, is how dare you come out of your mouth to compare this Afro swing movement tonight is R&B saying that we are currently in a golden age. First and foremost, don't say that you're speaking too far, you're speaking too early because who's to say this will even last long to be a golden age? In 30 years time, that is when we can decide if that was a golden age in, in British music, British um, music. As of now, this is a very, this is a genre that's in its infancy. This is a genre that's in its infancy. So you cannot even talk about legacy or legendary and iconic and these other verbose words you were using, which just don't make sense or apply. Well, listen, Miss Mabel <laughs> said, she actually clarified what you just said. She said, we look at 90s R&B as being some kind of like golden era. I'm so confident that in like 15, 20 years, we'll look back at this time in UK music and be like, that was fucking sick. She's not she wrong. Said. She's not wrong in that in that statement. So to reveal, she 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 did kind of she does think it's a golden age. She does think no, but it's not, okay. Let's years, no, but let's let's know, look, we'll look let's back. look at the current scene though. To be fair, the current UK scene mm-hmm. has made a lot of strides. They have in terms of they how have. we're presented. Yeah, the type of music that people are listening to nowadays. Yeah, like my recent trip to the US, I was speaking to a lot of people about Dave, about. Um, who else were they talking about? Obviously, I said Michael Dapper last time as well. But why are we using him as as a representative? And I will say, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Who, Dave or Michael, Michael Dapper? Dapper? Why is he a representative? No, I'm just saying Dave? that our scene in general has become more global. Yes, of course. And it will be remembered for that. But does global the... equal golden age? Because wait, hold on. There's a thing between global... You just met... You actually just said it yourself. You, mm-hmm. don't, know how you, said, you don't know that you said it. Michael Dapper, global. That doesn't mean quality. No, the same thing no, as doesn't. I'll look back at Afro Swing. I'll look at Jay Huss, I see quality. I'll look at Stormzy, not Afro Swing, but hip hop. I'll say quality. He merged, you know, different two different things together. Um, I'll look at Dave, quality. Dave's hit. Is that quality? What what he got to number one? Is that quality? But that's... I'm, I'm gonna let's be really critical here. But is Steve, it quality? But no, but... And is is half of the Afro Swing? I'm got I'm gonna be real. Notes, you know. A lot of a lot of numbers that people resonate with in the club, our audience, the urb, quote unquote urban, whatever. I hate that word, but whatever you. No, guys but even saying. in the article that you're talking but about, Steve Bangles spoke about that. If he I spoke don't... about how the scene, because in that article, Steve Bangles he yes. talks about yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. kind of formula yes. that labels follow to yeah. release a new song. So if a song is popping, they'll copy that. They song. will nest. They'll find someone yeah. and copy that song. Yeah. He spoke about that. In the so article. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying quality versus exposure. Quality. Versus exposure. So yes, Jay Huss does get his credit and we all know that lineage. And even then it's back to France and it's back to Africa because we will say that Congo, very instrumental in this. But anyway, it's diluted. Afro Swing, I'll look, Shopee, I'm coming to you. I'm just saying, I will look at the genre of Afro Swing, but we'll see more subpar artists in that quality. And I, I can count them versus the quality acts. 
So maybe it is, a, maybe that's what we want. Maybe that is a golden age. Cause I remember in the Mystique era, they were all bringing the heat. Mm. They were all bringing the heat. And anyway, that's where on. I'll give Nina Show's daughter some leeway. The golden age in terms of- Her his, name is Mabel. Okay. And my name is Chopper. So, <laughs> um, it will be a golden age, perhaps, in terms Plug, of work. in no, terms of, in terms of visibility and maybe a transition and and a, the start of a transition. Yeah, and the, the start of a transitional period for Black British music. Fact. That's what I will. She give has her. a point in there. She does. But you can't compare it to nineties R and B because it's a different time period. First of all, because nineties R and B was a time. Well, the nineties in general was a time when we were everyone who was popping was talented. Everyone, even if they weren't last, they didn't last long. Or nine times out of ten, they were. Nine times out of ten, they were talented. Or if they didn't last long, the songs were good. The projects were good. I mean, good. we still talk about the Beverly Nights. And exactly. Stuff like that, and know, that goes, even goes for the American R&B. Maple, I will not be talking about you in 30 years in a good light. I'm just <laughs> like, telling you Like, Finders right Keepers will be a song like, oh my God, I remember the song I didn't care about. Finest Keepers. It's like Cheryl Cole. We yeah. turn it off. I remember that. We turn it off. <laughs> Miguel will be getting played on my barbecue. Anyway. Yeah. So we can't com- make the comparisons because we can't act as if now in this Afro Swing era that a lot of labels, a lot of PRs, publicists are now investing in art. It's not necessarily because they believe in it or because they think it's good. It's because mm. they know it's current right now. Mm. They know it's trendy. They know it's hot right now. Mm-hmm. They know it has... And I have verbatim that they do this from labels I'm not they gonna know them out, but. that it will pierce through a particular audience and a particular demographic and it's very short term quick quick wins that you can't say the same for that is R&B so that's all I want to say so um uh yeah, my issue me. with the article was actually different to Chopé's real quick I just wanted to say um it comes from that girl as well Mabel it does the 24 year old oh sorry one more 22 thing year one old, more sorry. thing sorry sorry Apparently, sorry whatever her age is go on one more thing Martian Brush's flirtery why weren't they in the article why was that <laughs> to be honest I am going to talk about Chopé's point in a bit because I've had time to think on it I agree oh Estelle ah uh-uh. wait Estelle was, <laughs> <laughs> Estelle was not there either <laughs> Listen, child. Um, anyway, um, London is a melting pot of so many different places and it should become this one thing. Okay, Mabel. Um, no, no, because there's a, there's, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we stop laughing now? Kids, come on, come on. Sorry guys, the Nigerian jumped out. Come on. <laughs> breathe, nigga, breathe. We got a point to make, breathe. Breathe. Right. London is a melting pot of so many different places and it's just become this one thing. What is that thing, Mabel? What is that thing? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Mabel, 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 Mabel. Anyway, um, let me just say this. I'm going to say this. Okay. Within this umbrella of urban, the way I understand it, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm legally blind, maybe I'm, you know, there's, 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 there's something, you know? Earlier in the show, I mentioned an artist called Jelani Blackman. I've mentioned Tally Woe on this show. Even the type of music Estelle was representing back in the day. You know, maybe I'm looking too deep into this article. Maybe I am. But it's become this one thing. But there's only one type of subgenre charting right now, Mabel. That's Afro Swing. That's what you're trying to make an even cheaper version of to make it even more tinkled with dilution. So 
I don't think it is just London has become one thing because why is Tally Woe not on the top 40? Why why are some of these R&B ladies not in the top? Why is Ray Black struggling the BBC sound of whatever year it was? Why is she not doing bits? You know, why did Dave have to switch his sound up to get to number one? So it, it's, it's, not, it's not just one 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 thing and that's the problem in the uk we need to define our genres eden has left the room um we need to define our genres because well we actually do have the defined genres but we we like to just say it's it's become one thing it's become one thing, you know? And it's like, it hasn't become one thing because only one thing's popping. And there's a reason why there's only two fully black men on the cover. There's one reason, you know? And you know, it's not just because it's become one thing, it's because people are people are making the one one genre, sub-genre out of many in the UK that, that's... That's diluted and popping right now, you know? So, Mabel, I love you. I do, well, I don't, but I love you for the sake of the point. But, um, Mabel, it, it hasn't just become this one thing. It hasn't. It hasn't. We've really mastered taking all these different cultures and making this one sick sound, but this sound sounds diluted. So, so, so how, how, how is it one sick sound if it's that diluted? And all it the all songs sounds the same. sounds like reincarnations of one another. So, all right, we're not gonna have time for our last topic. Mabel, stop. <laughs> you know you're on because you're hopping on the trend. And because of your parents. Now, I, now, let me be respectful to Afro Swing and the Origins. I do love Jay Huss's music and I love the most authentic forms of Afro Swing I do. And Burner Boy and the likes of Wizkid, you know, doing big things right now. And you know, Is young- Is Wizkid count as Afro Swing? No, but influencing Afro Swing. And Young Bane, you know, I don't care two minutes, I don't care. And Young Bane, you know, you had to sound organically in the beginning. It's coming more diluted as time goes on, but he's white. You know, can we stop this, this, this version of Afro swing? This Ramsian form of Afro swing. <laughs> Ramsian. Ramsian. I like that. Wow. It's in my dictionary. Okay. You that's said, my only you said main that as issue. As if that's a school of thought. With Ramsian. <laughs> I coined it first. Copyright Nicholas Tyrell Ramsian. <laughs> anyway, right. let's move on. Eden, your thoughts, because we need your thoughts. I don't care about your two minutes. Keep talking. Talk your point. No, I, got, I know you've got right, no. to say. So talk. No, guys, look, I apologize. I'm not going to be able to speak on this Talk, talk. I have to catch a two-hour train talk. home. It's 11 p.m. Talk. Okay? Really quickly, what I'm going to simply say is this article, it was a simple case of miscommunication, but also... Um, clickbait at the same time. So you saw a title which had something to do with black people and then there were Asian people. They know there's a connection with political blackness, etc., etc. So there was going to be more people going to view the article and reading it. Yomi didn't do anything wrong. She wrote, no, she didn't, she she wrote about the music industry as best as she could and she was really good at what she wrote. 
really appreciate the article. That's me personally. I don't have an issue with the article. There are some things within the article I have an issue with, but I can't think of an issue of an article that I've read which I haven't had an issue with in some regards. That's regard. a fact, actually. And I think the fact that it's got a Guardian read and the fact of how it was constructed, I do think, and the fact that the audience it was going to, I think the amount of depth it would have required, it should have been like a DJ Booth piece yep. or a, a, well, a trench piece, a trench piece, that. a I'm trench piece, or something with a bit more depth. I think it there was- There was a similar yeah. piece on yeah. Dazed. I can't remember what it was called or who wrote it. We'll post it, it on the page. I'll post it on the page. We'll post it on the account. Dazed did a really good piece on this. But yeah, in terms of the article, I think that it could have been presented better. They could have had more artists. There was this whole discussion and I don't want this to spark a new discussion. Please, Nick, please. Ray Black, I, in my opinion, should have been on there. This is my opinion. Loads of people said this as well, just simply because she won, um, was it British? Do you think she fits with BBC? the other artists that are featured in the article? That's all I ask she. Fit in terms of what? The type of music she does. No, and that should be a point that's made within. So you wanted it to be a wider article in that sense? Not necessarily wider, but more representative of the fact that the popular people within the UK scene, because she is becoming popular, okay, weren't represented as well. She's popular to the same level as those those guys. As as Victoria, what's her name? Isn't not Victoria? Um, that girl that wrote baddest. Oh, that's who I was thinking of earlier. She, she, she. she no, she's, she's the one that's one. on it. That's she's the one that's on it. The one, girl we don't know. Amelia Monet. Yeah, she made baddest. No. Really? Yeah, it was her. Really? Yes. Really? It's her. Okay. That's what she. No, Google it. It's what no, because there's a, no, no, no. Who is that dark skinned chick? There's a song you reposted. She did an Afro swingy song like last week. It got released. It's doing quite well. Like it's getting a lot of engagement in streams. I can't, I can't. Oh, there's this, I thought that's who you meant. Like she should be featured, but no, um, no. Uh, yeah. I just, oh, the one outside the car. Is that one? No, I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch the video. No, I just no, no. know the song. But anyway, what I'm saying is I personally- Where think, was Jay Sean, by the way? Cause he-, he What is this he, point? What? Jay Sean? Well, if, if no, as in the history, the history, like for, if B Young's on there, you know, some of that history, you know, mixing different sound palettes and stuff. He played it's around. True. He did it's have, true. he did. Yeah, he did have some it's cultural true. mixes around as well. Jay Sean was definitely around. I feel like if they added Jay Sean, it would have, that would have been more of an issue because you've got, this is the, what, okay. This no, is, no, no, not no. in the, not as in a highlight, as in just the history. Just in the history. Oh, oh just those black people, because he did experiment with sound and uh, diasporic and like And for a while, he was doing well. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. But I just think the, issue is obviously it said black British and then they had people who weren't black British and there were some pieces in that were controversial we've spoken about that already yeah so that's the issue of the article go read it it's by Yomi Adigoke yeah, Yummy Adigoki. Yeah, I'm not. Can I just clarify? I'm not. We're not coming at her. Oh, never. Which is amazing. Saying, yeah, like literally done amazing things. What's the book? Slay in your lane. lane. Go Did buy it. She's an amazing like, person. Like, we're not doing that. We're just very passionate about music. We're just saying what we would have liked to see more of in the article. Mm. We know she didn't write the title. Do not go in her mention. She did not write that fucking yeah, title. Just don't. She do that. didn't. Um, anyway, moving on. Okay, so this is the, <laughs> this is a section that we've tried to do in the past. We've run out of time. Um, I just want to have a very, very, very brief conversation, literally five minutes yes, discussing this. We're doing this. chat, yes, guys. So group Let's chat conversations. Right, do it. So in the very first episode of Don't Let The Stands, the one we didn't release because not everyone was happy with it, 
we did a group <laughs> chat conversation. It was kind of to work out the format. So group chat conversations is essentially a conversation that all three of us have had or have continued on numerous occasions or just yeah. appreciated something. And we thought we'd bring to the table today. It's not my section. Loz. Is her name Loz? Yeah. Loz. Um, They'll know what we mean. Shaku on the beat and Osh. They have weird names. I'm not even going to lie. Osh. Um, Isn't it like O this side or something? His name. I mean, no, no. All I know is yeah, I'm Osh. always at the clips right in this. So, point. so Osh made the song. Um, what's it called? Yay! Is it called? Just it's it's a remix is to. My yay is different to your yay. Yeah, it's a remix to um, Burner, Boy, Burner yeah. Boy's yay. And yes, uh, yeah. The question I wanted to pose to you guys: Do you think that comedy rap, essentially Michael Dapper, uh, Loz, because you, I, it's being, it got promoted mm-hmm. through comedy, mm-hmm. and um, Osh, do you think that comedy rap is cheapening the scene do you think it's making it commercially more of a comedic attraction um to the uk scene outside of the uk scene as well because as i said when i went to the states and i spoke to them about uk artists michael dapper came up of course so what because that's the main argument i'm hearing from artists as well like maybe on twitter and some of them behind the scene as well you know people like one as well and stuff have already started talking about laws and uh, yeah it's it's got it's got over it's slowly yeah on social media maybe not platforms that i don't think it will reach platforms Mm. but it's socially going across different uh continents and stuff yeah and and um shopping made a really good point actually when he said that if you're not in the top 40 you're underground and I feel like with in this comi- this comedy rap, it, it reaches a new level yeah. where it's, I'm, 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 they went on the BBC after releasing like a 16 second clip. Yeah. It's fireability. That's, that's literally it. And I understand the business behind it because at the end of the day, we do have to appreciate is the music business. Mm-hmm. You want to sell streams you want to do advertising you want to get them in front of people she was in warner brothers too warner brothers studio yeah exactly yeah, so it's, it's literally it's the business. music business so i understand that uh-huh. but do you think it's cheapening the sound because loads of people are just trying to create something that's viral now and do you see an issue with that um i just wanted to say real quick that this is not exclusive to the uk it's not um it's because we're not visible globally in all facets to see like talented artists versus non-talented artists and stuff like that but cash me outside same thing yoda la boy he has talent though but same kind of premise signing based on virability um there's been many iterations um in the u.s there are there are even some new yorkers that gained viability in new york because of um because of that and make a song and stuff like that it may not reach our ears but when i've gone to the states it's been that vine has definitely done some stuff for some people as well um more in america so it's not exclusive to the uk i think what it is is in the uk everything is smaller localized um and we're (laughs) We enable this because we were all laughing at it. We were we we enable it. I don't enable it in terms of I did I basically didn't retweet and like pretty much none of the clips that I saw. Um, I may have favorited in the beginning, but I did not endorse that. I barely had a discussion about it. I had in group chats, stuff like that, which is fine. You know, it's cool. And I'm not saying my way is the right way at all because I laugh at whatever shit. Next week I might laugh at a viral clip, so you, you don't know what I'm gonna do. But um. 
those clips just personally annoyed me. But um, I think it's because the UK is so small right now. We're having Stormzy breaking through um, socially. We're having Skepta breaking through um, allegedly socially. We're having allegedly Steph London breaking through socially. Um, so the UK is having a moment. You went to New York. Michael Zappa was mentioned. I think that is the great with a lot of people. They want us to be global because they see that as we've made it. If we go global, we've made it. If PDD sees us, if these people see us, we've made it. If we're on this award show, we've made it. And when these comedy acts gain even the smallest sense, so we laugh at the, at the point of, to which the virability goes viral on Twitter and trends. But when it transcends that, that's when people want to get mad but you've enabled that because you're giving them the views that they then go to Warner Brothers with or that Warner Brothers then DM them about the but next day the and invite them itself, to the studio though. that's what I'm saying why so is Warner Brothers even but there's a lot but that? there's a lot going on so the music industry is changing I think numbers online are starting to mean more than physical sales and loads of labels as we discussed earlier in the Afro Swing discussion are receiving single by single deals so Loz and my DA is different to your DA will not be signed for a long time. Um, just like Cash Me Outside, she is signed. There's been a couple years in there. I do see Osh. I see him growing. I don't know if he'll be a staple in the UK. I don't know because being a vocalist doesn't... Because he, he can actually sing, apparently. He can actually sing. So I don't know if that translates into necessarily making a career but we'll see and I don't think I don't think he will sustain do you know why he won't sustain because you mentioned it in group chat I know what you're going to say as well yeah the foundation of his career whatever this turns out to be will be because we laughed at him Mm -hmm. he was being serious a novelty act he was being serious he Mm -hmm. was like I wrote this great song and put it online but did you see did you see the reaction afterwards because the people found other videos of him they started to find his songs and And he's I understand the funny part because he kind of yodels when he sings, but <laughs> the videos I was seeing afterwards were actually quite, they were, they were all right. They weren't bad songs. They mm. were actually quite good. Okay. But does he need to be signed? Does he need to be releasing an album? Honestly? An album? No, but I would say release a few songs. But what? No, but what's the point? Dip there? your foot in the water. So. But why? What's the point? If the goal is not for you to be a proper artist. No, it longevity, is. No, it is. No, but I don't see that bit. Mm. But now, because we're laughing at him currently. No, no, no. But even even that in itself, because people people were saying, like, oh, he actually can sing. He ain't that great. Let's be honest. Okay, let's look at Cardi like, B. People were laughing at Cardi B before she became who she is. Were they are not? we really making that comparison? Well, it is a comparison. Cardi ain't talented. She ain't. Because Cardi- She's a performer. She's a performer and she's but, been trained to be a performer. She ain't class. She ain't talented. We know she ain't right. Okay, we but- know. Well, We know. We know. But who was laughing Cardi B for rapping? No. Yeah, for rapping. No, not for, not necessarily for rapping. No, for her rants. But, for no, her but rant, your point, for her rant your point was we came to him laughing. Yes, at his music. Well, not necessarily. No, it was a freestyle. It was a freestyle. It wasn't his style. Okay, but he was. He did this because he thought, this is great. I think it's going to you know, put me on. Like- but it's kind of the same thing with Cardi though. Cardi did the stripper host song and it weren't really great. And like her songs before, there was a point. Her mixtape, there was one mixtape I liked, but there was some songs before she even dropped a mixtape, which was just her phrase, which a hoe never gets cold and all those kind of phrases she made. Mm, and she great. turned one into a song. Like, um, you'll be for me forever. forever. That's it, forever. Mm. And people were kind of like, oh, what, like, what's this about? Like, some people are saying it's good. Some people are like, oh, da, da, da. it's the same kind of, it is, the, there's similar parallels because some people are saying, oh, the yay is good. He's vocally good. Like, da, da, da. then there's some people like, he's more well, the majority actually saying he's a, 
like it's, it's laughable so I get the parallel yeah. I get the parallel um, point is there are people that came in on that being laughed at um, do I think it's long term no Catch Me Outside won't last um, Yoda Boy might because he's young you know they can reform him the Justin Bieber effect because he can actually sing um, over here we all know Loz we, we all know that's a lost cause um, I don't and think it is Loz I don't think it is Loz Laws. I don't think it's lost. Miss can't hold a note live. She's light skin, and a woman, and in the UK. But do you think she actually wants to do this? Because the energy in her face says this joke is old. Why she, she just get in the bag? No, even you even said when she was performing, she looked like she's over it. I feel like she doesn't have the stamina even mentally to want to do this. <laughs> she can become one of those video girls. She can get her bag doing um, mm. uh, what are those? Uh, what's that brand called? Fashion Nova's promo videos. If she gets a mountain follower account, she could become a YouTuber. She could do that. I feel like if she became very strategic, she could do quite well because of the connections to for long for long well who is for long in the uk scene at the moment that's what i mean though these things won't last long but what's long she ain't going to be a georgia smith uh-uh. but she long... come on now she will not be come on no i'm Either just saying, you I'm... and i both know she i'm saying that long is subjective you can't what is long what is that how many long years? for me is five years she will not be here for five years the, the scene will look completely different in five years and that's anyway. what I'm saying she, won't, she won't last there it. she won't last for five years you know fact okay you had a point with the guy can, much, at least he, he can hold a tune he can, he because, can transcend his sound and I'll say this Lars she talking I'll say this she talking as much stupidity and mediocrity we're letting slide through the cracks we are getting to a point where generally our standards are getting higher so the standards for our good acts are higher than they were maybe five, ten years ago. So like, you know, um, Aaron Taylor's, Jelani Blackman's and Jack Jones and so on and so forth. These loads of great artists, Puma Blue. Mm. In terms, in contrast to these stupid nonsense acts, in five years time, we may have have another Michael Dapper, but I believe the way this thing is going now, we're going to start cultivating um, a culture here. I hope. Where... We actually do have a great hub of talented, creative artists with different sounds and in different lanes. Mm. So where someone like Shaquille and the Beat as well will just be Entire. literally a Twitter thing. Okay. And my age are different. Well, I'm sorry, you will not be in that number in five years. Mm. Okay. We need to start. I see. I see but... him being like Michael Dapper. <laughs> he he recorded the song. It may go. To, it may chart. I th- actually, I predict it will actually, and. He'll get some good press. He'll do. He'll do the festival circuit. But that will be it. He'll release another single. No one will care. And then the hype will die down. No one's laughing anymore. That's it. Okay. Let's let's wait and see. I just think platforms as well. Like you did mention BBC and stuff like that, and labels and Shopee hinted at it. Yeah, do better. Like do better. stop looking. I I get it. It's a sensitive time in media. The, the money is slow to be made. I get it. I do get it it's a different era and we haven't got the plateaus, the foundations yet to to, to, oh, to fully know how, how to get income. I get it. Um, but we don't need to be hearing Shaq on the beat as well on the London. I, I don't need okay. to see that in my life. That's fair enough. I don't want to witness that in my life. And you are enabling a culture where people get put on by literally becoming viral Twitter trends. Okay. Now, if you're a vocalist, that's one thing. But if you are Shaq on the beat as well, it's embarrassing to look at our culture and know that that is at a top level. Okay. Um, but I will say this is an exclusive to the UK because Catch Me Outside. Well, that's the thing know, though. It's not exclusive. It's thing. not exclusive to the UK. It's not. But the difference is, Black British arts, Black British culture is still very much a niche 
yeah, um, that was pockets was in the UK music industry in general, mm. across all genres, across artists. So it's very embarrassing that the ones that do manage to steer through Gain visibility. the underground are people like Michael Dapper, like Shaquille on the Beat Girl, and my ears are different. My ears are different to your ear. That's the difference. Whereas in the States, and this is my last point, in the States, there is a huge wealth, a, there's a massive influx of just incredible, credible artists that is just yes we can have the joke acts here and there we laugh at them but like the good outweighs the bad whereas with us there's loads mm, of good does it not for not with female rap though i'm talking about the u.s industry in general okay the u.s music just because catch me outside versus like you know. yeah whereas with the uk especially with uk black artists there's not many of us even breaking through anyway so the ones that do having to be these these jokesters yeah. these viral people it's embarrassing it's a different dynamic like miss banks out here struggling yeah especially when these guys people like michael dapper are being representatives of oh this is what uk urban music is this is what uk culture is what no yeah whereas to us this will off cash me outside but she's not gonna be the first name we think of we're like who's popping in the us i'm not gonna say cash me outside um some just just to end your point no 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 there are publications that did favorably Talk about no, that's, not the, that's not the same as saying that's not the, getting an article on a on a website. People, but she she actually got quite a few people hyping her up on the day I saw her dialogue. It was a couple of weeks ago. All right, guys. All right. So, guys, that is the end of the episode for today. Thank you very much for listening to us. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the episode. There were quite a few things to think about. Let us know at datspod on Twitter, Instagram, and follow us individually. Eads McKenzie, I am Mr. Scott, Shoppe Showerton. Um, and just let us know what you think. The playlist is coming out very shortly. So, actually, by the time you've, you've listened to this episode, you It'll should have out. had the playlist. Um, just to put that pressure on Nick just re- really quickly. Um, also, just want to mention, check out our Twitter every Friday. We let you know about the new exclusive music that's coming out. So, um, for example, we had about five albums. The five albums that came out this Friday, we tweeted about them. And we released a poll afterwards to see what people are listening to, which one they prefer. Just so you can understand what people are preferring in terms of music. And you can listen along with us as well. Um, any recommendations for topics or anything, feel free to send them to datspod at gmail.com or you can just send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, the usual. But yeah, guys, that is the end of episode nine of Don't Alert the Stands. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your days, whether that is a morning, an evening or an afternoon. And yeah, guys, that's the end. Catch you later. <laughs>